Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time. You already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip, that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Ah, uh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back. Again. Hopefully for good. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast coming at you with episode number 117. My name is Brandon Olinger. You can call me Brando. Join with me as always. My man, your man, everyone's number one fan man, Ben, the law dog, Watson. I said, what up, what up, what up? Man, I don't know what's up. Tell me what's up, Ben. It's been a minute, brother. (laughs) We got to stop giving these people the uh, good old Irish goodbye. I know. Stick around for a little while. Yeah, it ain't happening. Come on, we we gonna we gonna do one. We're like Will Ferrell off of a uh, old school. And he said he gonna do one, just one. Yeah, because we gonna do one, and then we, we we might bounce a little bit. But you know what? I'm getting a little jealous. Everybody out there putting out content, all these podcasts, jumping up, doing a great job. You know, filling the gaps. And I was like, man, Brandon, I just don't even know. I don't think there's room for us. Yeah, I don't even know, man. Baby, there's room in here. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do one anyways. And you were like, hey. Actually, I was probably you saying that. (laughs) And I was like, all right. All right, against my better judgment, I'll do one of these podcasts. So I think we decided, you know, to get on the mics, talk to some wrestling, and just see what the hell's going on. I mean, the last one was what? It was like, it's only a couple, July? July? Well, apparently, the word on the street is the wrestling season kicked off. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about that. There's been a little scrapping going on. And since this weekend is Valentine's Day weekend, what better time for Ben and I to get back on the mic to express our love of wrestling and hopefully provide some, at least some entertaining content. Do you think that uh, Dan Ranzik's Valentine is Bo Jordan? Is Dan Ranzik still alive? Yeah, that guy's still tweeting, baby. I love that. I know. I was talking to Dan the other day, actually. He said he's still loving him some Dr. Quinn medicine women. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, hey, that's, that's a great point. Maybe, maybe we'll, um, we'll give our Valentines out at the, end of the, at, the end of the, at the end of the podcast about who we want in the wrestling community to be our Valentine. I thought you were going to go someplace way different with that, like making some picks or something. No. But anyways, it's the inside trip, as Brandon told you. Episode number 117. Yeah. So, I do believe we still have a Twitter out there. It's the inside trip one. All right. We have a, we have a podcast. Man, I'm rusty as hell. This is going to be bad. We got a podcast. You can find it at all your typical podcast locations. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Speaker, and Ben's favorite, the Podbean. So find it. Flick it. Subscribe to it. And just subscribe. Don't rate a review right now. Don't give us a rate or review. Yeah. But if you do, go easy on us, fellas. Yeah, be easy. We also got an email. It's the inside trip one at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us a note because I'm tired of getting spam mail from OnlyFans and all that good stuff. <laughs> Are you subscribed to Pat Downey's OnlyFans? 
hey, you know, just trying to do my part to help out the wrestling community. That, that's right. That's right. So, man, what's been up, dude? I mean, I've seen you a couple times over the past couple of months. I mean, obviously, COVID is kind of... You know, screwed the pooch of a number of different things. Took away our NCAA tournament last year. Took away basically the first half of the season this year. Speaking of screwing pooch, is you still on Tinder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We took some heat about that the last yeah, time. I know. I am still on. No, I'm not on Tinder. I'm on Bumble and Hinge. Oh, you're looking for that love of your life. It's, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. The divorce is almost final. Really excited about that. I'm going to be <laughs> about as <laughs> losing about half half of everything I own to this lady. <laughs> she took you for half. She took me for half. She was like, you got two podcast microphones. I'm taking one. <laughs> We're literally sitting next to each other sharing one microphone yeah. right now. She took the other one. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She took half my wrestling shoe collection. She's like, I want the Addy Stars. I want the International Lights. She's like, you can keep the freaking like Matt Flexes. I'm like, all right. Thankfully, she didn't take my Kyle Snyder's and my No, I hid those. I hid those, but don't let her lawyer know. No. Because that'll be on the (laughs) table. Her lawyer is crazy, bro. All joking aside, though, the last podcast that we dropped on you, Ben and I were both uh, navigating some personal issues. Um, Things are looking up. Things have got better. We are moving on. We both decided that we definitely need to get back into the wrestling podcast game because we needed this in our life. We need you guys in our life. Yes, we do. We do. So. Season's Thinking kicked of off, man. It's what, February 13th right now? February 12th, February 13th. Um, we, <laughs> we're freaking two weeks away from postseason, baby. That's crazy. Conference tournaments kick off February 22nd. Think about this. Normally, normally, we would be talking about, like, hey, can't wait to go meet up with our dudes, go to Big Tens. And, like, we would already have our NCAA plans planned out. It's just nuts. Like, now, that, like, it's kind of like I can barely find out how to watch wrestling right now. Earl does a great job on the open mat, actually, not to – pimp it too much to where he posts like uh like a week yeah like a weekend type update so i can like find out where to watch wrestling but the problem is like you know michigan was gone for like 20 20 days i was now on lockdown it's been really hard to figure things out like penn state and michigan are wrestling tomorrow and it was like canceled it was on yeah. but not scheduled and then now canceled. it's like, yeah it's at 10 30 in the morning in the morning on big 10 network it's just like that's the thing. It's like hard to keep up with all that stuff. You know I, what I mean? I think that's that's a valid point right there. I've been so like overwhelmed with just trying to figure out like the flow of all this. What's going to happen? Right. How do we watch this? Who who is wrestling? Who's not wrestling? Uh, it's it's a shame that this year we're going to miss out on having the Ivies involved because there's a lot of great that's scrappers crazy, out there at the man. Ivy schools. Um, it, it, and you and I we've been talking about this a little, a little bit, and we're going to expand on this more in this episode. Is like. The season is crazy just from a dynamic perspective, but that's trickled down to the weight classes, and the weight classes are just as crazy. you got a lot of guys that typically may not be ranked in the top ten that we're seeing in the top ten. you you got uh, a, a lot of guys that you know, you know we've looked forward to to like capping off their careers this year who are sitting out, um, don't even know if they're going to come back next year right. or not. Um, so just a lot of things. You know what else you got, though? you got a lot of dudes you're seeing wrestling dual meets that you would never really see because it's a free year. Like, like, this is like just said, Kurt Henry, you know what I mean? He's not going to start for Michigan at the end of the year, but he goes in and he steps in and wrestles last night against Malik Heinzelman. 
and he's not going to have to waste a red shirt because of that. That's the kind of cool thing. Oh, where, where they sat ragu, didn't they? Yeah. So that's the kind of cool thing where I'm talking about. Like you're seeing, like I think you saw Patrick Kennedy for Iowa wrestle this year. You're you're seeing some intricacies. You're seeing some dudes that might not normally wrestle this year. But it's a free year. Wrestle? Because, why not? It's like Cam Amin, maybe I and I can't forget if Cam Amin's a red shirt or a true freshman. I apologize. Um, but like similar things like that, where you're like this guy, we might normally red shirt him, but we're gonna go, we're gonna send him out there because who cares if he gets a little beat up? Because you know he's got five years, similar to what what would happen with Karchla. Karchla would have been one of the legit people to actually win five titles. Yeah, and I mean, and, and you got guys like Michich who literally looking at nine year careers. Dude, <laughs> that guy's my age. <laughs> I'm serious. He's aged a little better than you, though. Yeah, he's got better hair. Better oh, hair for sure. He's got hair. But anyway, so, Ben, let's just, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to get our flow back, um, trying to figure out how to talk again. Yeah. Uh, God, COVID, a lot of alone time, man. A lot of alone time. <laughs> it's like uh, having adult conversations is. Uh, yeah, I heard Pornhub has just skyrocketed in their oh, stock. Oh, dude. <laughs> Did you see, uh, speaking of apps and dating bumble just went live bumble did they did just went live She's a billionaire. and their stock they were originally anticipating releasing at like 25 dollars a share it's like 40 bucks a share to kick off i know i couldn't buy any it's covid bro yeah well here's the thing honestly like i'm i'm probably i'm very unsuccessful on bumble so i probably shouldn't invest in their stock anyways <laughs> it doesn't matter look i'm telling you i'm telling you all you wrestlers out there know though to this all the wrestlers out there on the dating app game dude we're, we're short you know, and we've got this portly little body, and I tell you what, five six just ain't just ain't happening that much on the dating scene. You know what I mean? Thank God I'm a lawyer, or else I would have been fucked. Well, you look taller in pictures, so it's okay. Yeah, and I plus, plus I say I'm five ten. <laughs> you do. All right, man. Look, let's get back to some of this wrestling. Um, let's just talk about some of these weight classes. Start off. Is that cool? I, I love it. All I right. love it. It's nice. E- let's ease it in there. One twenty five. Let's kick off at one twenty five. Have you been I think it's safe to say, dude, with the limited action that he's wrestled, and I don't mean because of him sitting out. Right. No, he's got four four matches on the year. Right. Which you know, considering the season didn't officially start till one one, that's 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 perfectly fine. Um, it's uh, Spencer Lee. It's like it's kind of like a a bittersweet thing with him in my mind. One, I am so excited to see him wrestle, cap off his career, all that kind of stuff. Um, if, if would this be his last year? I guess technically it would, but well, it's a free year. He, he gets a free year, so he, he can come back year. next year. He could year. come back, whether or not he does, who knows? Because um, he's won two, he's, so he can end up winning four. Right, right. And he could, he would have won five. But there is no one in this weight class that's going to come remotely close to him. But if he wasn't here, this becomes the type of weight class where any number of ten guys could be the final, could be the champion. At the Imagine end of the year. if Spencer Lee wasn't at one twenty five. Imagine if, like, for some reason he decided to just, like, focus on the Olympics. I don't think there's a returning All-American at this weight, is Foley, there? Foley. 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 And he's had an up-and-down year because he, yeah, of the weight he, cut. He's probably had a significantly up-and-down year. Other than that, it is gnarly. Like, it's, it, the, the All-American – I tell you what, it's going to be a really fun weight class at the NCAAs because there's going to be a lot of legitimately even matches. But let's not hop, well, let's not hop over Spencer Lee no. if you don't mind. So, I've been on – Sam Latona's okay. trained since going back into the fall. Um, in fact, he, you know, I like to talk about my fantasy guys. Yeah. Um, he, I picked him um, he's, as my starting 125-pounder. We did our draft back in November. Um, he probably has the best win on the season of anybody in the top 10, 10 at this point in time. 
with his uh, win over Camacho, Camacho from North Carolina State, which he's previously a, beaten in the past. Right. Now, here's the thing. Camacho, he was one of those guys that was an up-and-comer last year. I actually had him on my fantasy team, so I knew a little bit about him, who struggled last year, but then beats Mueller at ACC's. And by struggling, we're talking 20-6. and six. Right, right. But I mean, he wasn't like – it didn't look like he was making the jump. That every, everybody thought that he was going to be like a penciled-in All-American. At least I did. And then he was having a tough year. But then he beats Mueller at ACC's, and we're like, oh, shit, this guy's, this guy's about to go and put it on. But I think that people that didn't know about Latona or a lot of people that didn't know about like kind of – I think he's from – is he from Georgia or Alabama? I think he's from Alabama or Georgia. He's the younger brother of Dom Latona. Right. I think he's from a southern state that just isn't, you know, isn't as uh, prevalent in wrestling. But the guy's a freaking absolute stud. He beat, how about that match when he beat Camacho? Oh, my God. Did you see that call by Rock Harris? Is it Rock Harris? Rock Harrison. Uh, I believe he's a former UVA wrestler. Yes, Rock Harrison. Dude, that dude is awesome. His enthusiasm and excitement when he's making the calls, plus his knowledge and the way he breaks it down for the average fan, superb. Absolutely superb. My favorite play-by-play guy. I feel like he's got a, he's got a future in this. Not, not that it matters what I feel like, but here's the thing with me. And, and, and I think that you and I, when we were talking offline, kind of said the same thing. The way he, like you just said, he breaks it down. So he brings the enthusiasm, right? Like, we, everybody wants an announcer with enthusiasm. Like, I, I remember this. Latona, he's like, he's got the leg. Oh, he's going through the dive roll. And oh, he's doing this and this and this. And that's fun, right? But, that's, but that's, that, that doesn't explain a lot of wrestling. But he's also able to, during specific, like, more less exciting times, explain, okay, this guy is wearing him down. He's doing this. He's hand fighting him. He's looking for the inside tie. So he does everything that you want to do, everything an announcer wants to do to help not only average fans, but even elite wrestling fans enjoy it. But he does it with a dynamic and um, a vigor that just makes you extremely excited to watch him. I loved that call. And you saw the video of it. He was like sitting in his chair. And oh, he was getting all excited. It was amazing. His enthusiasm is so infectious. Ben, I think it's safe to say that we've come a long way from an illegal fist to the back. Oh, announcer. God, I know to what we get with. Rocky I love the illegal fist to the back. And I love the, the coolest part about the entire thing with rock Harrison was at one point, like, during the announcement, like, as it was kind of winding down after he got that, he just goes, I love this sport. And, like, you could just— That's the—and it's genuine. It's yeah, authentic. You could just tell the passion that this dude has, too. I mean, the guy was—okay, so, one, we know the guy's super intelligent because he went to UVA, okay? The, the guy, I heard you got to be smart yeah, to get the in guy, there. Yeah, the guy's no dummy, okay? A little smarter than me. That's a Diet Coke, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, two, you know, he was a Division One college wrestler, and, three, he has— that infectious personality, I tell you what. He's got a great name. You know, and, and I'm not going to just be caught. I, look, I, I've got my favorites in here, but I tell you what, a Rock Harrison, you know, Jim Gibbons, Shane Sparks, those types of guys, love all those dudes. I think uh, they do a great same. job. Agreed. Rock Harrison's my favorite right now. Oh, absolutely. He's at my absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait to, to watch more matches where he's uh, on the call for us. So, um, but going back to good, Latona good, good and Camacho. ACC, right? Fantastic for ACC. In fact, well, we're going on some tangents here. This is a great year for the ACC wrestling-wise. Awesome. There is, I think, what? There could legitimately be four or five champs that come out of the ACC this year. What? Legitimately. No. I mean, look, you've got Austin O'Connor. Ranked top at 149. Okay. okay. You got guys like Hunter Bolin, Hidley, Hidley. at 84. Yeah. You've got um, uh, uh, 357. I mean, I'm going to have to pull some. Mikai Lewis, 65, former champ. Who just went down last night. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. I think he could have finished that match, bro. Uh, 
Yeah, we'll but anyways, no, but ACC anyways, is great. And ACC, and you know what's been great? About a great point in wrestling right now. It is, and you know what's even you know it's it's really highlighted the fact that because it's a small conference, they've been able to have almost all of their duels. So and they've all been on the ACC network, which is kind of off ESPN, so a lot of people get it. Right. So. Like people that are fiending for Great wrestling, exposure, man. people that are fiending for wrestling can tune into ACC. I guarantee more people have watched ACC this year because of COVID than they have in the years past, and they're like, "Oh shit, these fuckers can scrap." I, I agree with you. I agree completely. So, um, anyway, going back to one twenty-five, um, and Sam Latona, it, it was a great match with him and Camacho. I think Latona probably has one of the better wins on the year for somebody not named Spencer Lee in this weight class. N- yes. Now, the match was close. It was closer than their last year's match when Latona beat uh, Camacho with the Southern Scuffle. I think it was ten to five. But- but even though this match was close this time, Latona had a way about him to where I expected him to win that match the entire time. Yeah. Um, the confidence that he was wrestling at. And he's also got a win against uh, Killian uh, Cardinal, who was, uh, I think, an NCAA qualifier last year for ODU, who's now wrestling for West Virginia. So he's got some solid wins on the year already. You he's know got I mean? great wins yeah. on the year. He had a fantastic redshirt year last year where um, you know, I think he had three losses, two or three losses. One of the losses was a very close loss to Nick Piccinini. I think it was 6-4. to four. Yes. Okay, so that's – he had a head-scratching loss last year to – I think it was the guy from Campbell. Zurich Storm. Zurich Storm, who, who is tough in his own right. But when you're talking about a guy – on the level of, uh, level of Sam Latona, who, by the way, you were right, he is from Alabama. Um, you know, I'll consider that a little bit of a head-scratcher there. I'm pretty pumped that I got that right, by the way. No offense. But let's, let's not overlook some of these other guys. You've got, you got these grizzled veterans like Devin Schroeder from Purdue. You've got Ooh, Hildebrand from Central I'm Michigan. I'm a huge Schroeder guy, dude. Let us not forget about a Malik former Penn State recruit who transferred back to Iowa, Brody Teske, who's at UNI, ranked Top ten, number six, undefeated right now on the year for you and I. I, I didn't know Tess. Okay, that just goes to show you how little I've been following this. I didn't know Teske was wrestling, and he's doing it. How a is little he doing it at under the radar? He couldn't make twenty five at um, Penn State. Tell, talk to me about this, Brandon. Well, I, he's having a great year right now. You know, they, he's, he's at UNI. They've thrown him in the lineup. Um, he's got some decent wins on the year. I think he's currently 7-0. and um, A lot of undefeated guys in this top, but he had a great 6 to nothing win over huge recruit Trevor, Trevor Mastro Giovanni from Oklahoma State. Shut him out 6 to nothing. He had another win. I think Mastro Giovanni is their, their starter right now. Yeah, he beat Alex Mackle before Mackle quit uh, Iowa State. He's off the team now. Well, he, he, yeah, he... he he retired. Retired. To go That's take what I meant. Care of his family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't mean that in a negative way. But right. I was always real high on Mackle, Ohio guy from Ross Jesuit. Man. Um, yeah. So you know he had the win over him. Um, a, a decent win over uh, a, you know a guy like are Connor you, Brown from Missouri. Are you kidding me? No. So he's undefeated and what he's is this doing it under doing? the radar. What is this guy doing? I didn't have no clue. I knew he was in Northern Iowa. I had no clue that he was going to make twenty five. Remember he had no. All right. All right. Here's where we go on these. But hold on, hold on. Crazy ass tangents because. Brody Teske, like, he was dead in the water. Goes to Penn State. No, first goes to uh, – first commits to Iowa. Then decommits. Goes to Penn State. Did he? Yeah. I don't recall He committed that, to Iowa with, with Spencer right, Lee. okay. Then decommits. Like, he committed super young. Then decommits. Are you getting Teske mixed up with the dude that was at Penn State? No. Went to Iowa back and forth. Uh the one that had the drug problems? Yes. You're getting him mixed up. Who's Brody Teske is from Iowa, not Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. I'm thinking Teasdale. You're thinking Teasdale, brother. I was like, what are we talking about here? Oh. 
It's been a while, Holy fellas. shit. It's now, been Te- a while. Teskey did go to Penn State, though, didn't he? Yeah, Teskey was originally at Penn State. I was thinking he transferred down. back to Iowa. To, to, to Northern Iowa. Iowa. To Northern Iowa. He went back home to Iowa. Um, I, th- I think he was like a four-time state champ at Iowa. Yeah, okay. So so you and I is getting, bearing the fruits of his labors Exactly. Here. And now he's down at 125, looking real good, comfortable. He's got some good wins on the year. Quietly worked his way into the top ten. I like you it. you got some studs at this weight class. And have, going back to our original point, if Spencer Lee was not here, who would win this bracket? You could throw a dart at any one of these guys. I mean, Drew Hildebrand's undefeated, and he's been—he's kind of proven. Thirty-one and three last year, yeah. Drew Hildebrand. Brandon thirty-one Cor- and three. Yeah, Brandon, last year. Brandon Courtney's a stud, but I still think—I know Schroeder's taken a, a lump or two this year, but Devin Schroeder is no slouch. If you look at last year, he was—I mean, he was on the All American. I mean, I think he was going into—he was—it was like what, seed of fifth, sixth. Yeah, I mean, he was—he was what they call the NWCA All American. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, Brandon Courtney, twenty-five and five last year. In the uh, you know the, the canceled year this year undefeated, um, he hasn't really wrestled anyone at an elite caliber just yet. But he's winning big. He's got seven, I think six out of seven wins are bonus point, five majors and a tech fall. Dude, he's putting up a shit ton of points. Shit ton of points. Yeah. Ravon just put it to shorter yesterday, ten to four. Just what a weird weight. Ravon having a. Rayvon losing to who? Heinzelman. Rayvon losing to uh, Liam Cronin. I the mean, first time Heinzelman's ever beat Rayvon? Uh, and Folk. And Folk. In yeah, freestyle, I'm, I'm he talking beats folk him style. up. Yeah. Because we've seen in the past where a guy like Rayvon Foley, who was so much bigger and stronger than a guy like Heinzelman, just manhandle him. But I think that just is indicative of the weight cut that Foley's experiencing this year. If he can make it to day three of a tournament, tournament sitting fat and happy, he's going to be a tough guy to beat. He will be. He'll be a tough guy to beat. Schroeder's had a Schroeder's having a tough year compared to last year. Five and three. He was twenty six and five last year. All right. Um. So who who's your who's your because I mean, we we got so many ways to talk about who's your pick? I mean Spencer Lee hands down. No, I mean a, a, outside of Lee, outside of Lee. Who's who's and I know brackets whatever. Who's the number two guy right now for you here? I can I can confidently say that my number two is Sam Latona. Oh wow! Um, okay, I'm that high on him. I think the skill set, his his you know handling of the weight, um, the results speak to themselves. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Sam Latona is the second best guy at this weight. Give what me, about you? Give me. Uh, I'm not out on Schroeder yet, but give me Rayvon Foley. I know it's crazy. Um, I just, like crazy. what you said about the fat and happy thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, if he can get there, he's going to be bigger than everybody. Um, a sleeper in this weight class that can make some noise at a I, three-day I, tournament. I, mean, I like Mastro, Mastro uh, Giovanni from Oakley State, right? I mean, he's a Blair product. Just, uh, you know, he, he, I think he's 9-1, and one, so... All right. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> I got a nine and one sleeper who was the top recruit in the country. Hey, he's ranked 18th. Get off my ass. <laughs> um, no, it's a great pick. If I'm if I'm if I'm going to throw a sleeper out there though, Michael Diagostino from Northwestern, down at 125. He's ranked third. He's never all American. He's a sophomore. <laughs> he's ranked third on what? And you're in the open mat. Which rankings you looking at? The open mat. He's ten and flow. Yeah, I'm looking at the open mat, brother. He's ranked third. He's ranked ten. All right. I hate you. I hate you. Um, <laughs> Michael Diagostino, the third ranked guy in the country by Earl Smith, is your fucking sleeper. <laughs> well, thank God. You didn't even know he was there. That's a light sleep. You didn't know he was there. I know. I know who he is. He's only got three matches on the year. 
Spencer Lee only has four. All right, 133, though, dude. Yo. Deep. Deep. Yo. Dayton Fix. We're going to see him this weekend. Yeah. Tomorrow at the, what is it? Some. Plus, he takes another swing of his dad's Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) What a bullshit story. We've already. But we digress. (laughs) We digest or digress? Digest and digress. Um, He's coming back at, what's that? It's like a. It's basically like a last chance open for these guys because they have to. So to qualify this year, it's freaking weird. You have to have four matches, and then the only person that automatically you gotta have a quali- hot mom. What's that? You gotta have a hot mom. You gotta have a hot mom. The only person that does qualify is the champ at each conference. But then, if you have more than four matches and you finish within the allocation, then you qualify as well. And then there's some or um, some or autos, and then you or then there's some like um, allocation type. Qualifier. Is Mitchich gonna wrestle? Yeah, they're saying he's going to wrestle, but not this week. Okay, so which sucks because Mitchik RBY would have been awesome tomorrow. Fanta- fantastic match. So let's let's look at the top five guys at this weight class that right. in any given year could be the national champ here. You got Dayton Fix, you got Mitchich, Roman Bravo Young, DeSanto, and then Philippi. Any given year, those guys could be national champs. Top Philippi four, actually, top four for me. I, I, I don't well, know. Philippi has a win over Dayton Fix, if you, if you don't recall. I didn't recall that. So you don't remember that? I've been out for a minute, though. That la- oh, Philip, he did ago? beat Dayton Fix last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, year before last, Fix's freshman year. Um, so, any one of these guys, any one of these guys in top five can win this weight class. Now, if Michich is gunning on all cylinders, he's definitely the favorite, in my opinion. So, the interesting thing about this is the dynamic that, now I know it's folk style to freestyle, but Michich, Dayton Fix has a possibility of being our 57K rep. Michich's obviously the 57K rep of... Uh, Serbia, Croatia. Uh, he's the Serbian sickle. Yeah. Serbia. They call him the Serbian sickle. Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, that's a fucking awesome name, by the way. The Serbian sickle? Yeah. It sounds like an STD. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want none. No, I don't want nothing to do with that so Serbian sickle. So look, all right, top. Yes, Mickey Phillip, he might be able to throw a boot you can't, in. I mean, dude, throw you a boot can't. in and ride. He ain't beat. Bruh. He ain't gonna beat him. He's look. He's not gonna beat Mechik in the. He's not gonna beat fixing the semis and then Mechik and Robin Bravo Young in the finals. It ain't happening. Top three are, to me. It's, somebody's got to do it. Top three to me are the guys. So now you're going top three. Is RBY? Does he got the goods to beat Mechik or fix? I or, think he's got the athleticism and he's got the offense. Me, and fix. Um. I'm still blown away by your by by your Philippi comment, man. I, I'm just absolutely blown away by that. This dude, I'll take Michik, Mickey Philippi, including his redshirt year where he lost eight matches in redshirt at Virginia, right? At Virginia, actually, let's let's take away his redshirt year. Yeah, take away his redshirt year. My man is seventy and eight in college. Okay, two time qualifier. He didn't all American too. So. Round of 12. Round of 12. Yeah. Exactly. But when you look at the wins that he has, look at the wins that he's got, man. And you go back to when uh, he was that, that freshman year, you've got wins over guys like Ethan Lezak. you got wins over Luke Pletcher. you got wins over Dayton Fix. <laughs> I mean, you got, dude, you can't tell me this bro is not in the conversation. Those are some hitters. Those are some hitters. Okay. You're talking about Luke Pletcher who was – Finalist, possible champ, contender last well, year. It was, Dayton Luke, Fix, Luke finalist was the year before. Luke Fletcher guy at 41. Still, if you beat him at 33. Bro, you're not going to change my mind on this. But anyway. Okay, so who you like? Who you like? 
there is a huge before we get into the picks. There's a huge drop off from the first tier to the second tier in this weight class, though. That second tier is probably going to start off with some of those guys like Sammy Alvarez from Rutgers, um, Corbin Meyer, Corbin Meyer, a lot of lot, lot of you know grizzled journeymen, Lucas Bird, tough, right? But there's Lucas a Bird's huge nice drop off from oh, there. Yeah, after I'd say after, I won't throw Sammy Alvarez in tier one. No, Sammy Alvarez and Mitchell McGee might be in there. And Michael Corbin, McGee, Michael and McGee, Michael McGee. Yeah, sorry, Sammy, Michael, and Corbin might be in tier two, and then after that, it's just like a fucking shit show. I mean, you got Jordan Decatur, a couple losses on the year. He's got six wins though. He's awful. Six or seven wins. He just lost a freaking um, what's his face last night. Medley? Medley, yeah. Who weighed in Medley, at 125. 25-pounder going up to 33. And he weighed in at 125. And you know what? But I wasn't making throwing Decatur's name out there as, a, hey, this is a guy we need to watch out for. It's just showing you how crazy this weight class is after that first tier. Yeah. Decatur, worst gas tank in the NCAA. <sighs> he needs to be a 41-pounder. And, and it pains me to say it. I, 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 anyway, um, if I'm picking a guy, I, I can't pick against Michich in this weight yeah, class. Yeah, it's hard and to. I, I, Dayton Fix would be the only guy. To, um, from from a talent standpoint, Dayton Fix number two, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing about Dayton Fix and RBY, and have they wrestled before? Yeah, I don't think we've had the pleasure of seeing them wrestle in a college match. Yeah, at least yeah, wrestle stat wise. I mean, I'm sure there's probably wrestled in freestyle or something before. Dayton Fix probably keeps good enough position to frustrate RBY. I do think RBY is good enough offensively with his technique to be able to get into some. I, I, I don't I, think he can score on Dayton. I think it's going to be – I think it would be a really good match. I think yeah. I think it would be a one-takedown match. Because here's the thing. Dayton's got to score on RBY too. It, uh, true, true. RBY but has shown a tendency in the past to where he can be taken down by the, by the elite level right, guys. Right, But – and RBY can get great takedowns as well. But I think what you said in the beginning regarding Dayton Fix's positioning is going right. to be the, the key to that match right there. And I think the reason why Meechik probably should be favored is because he's got – He's he's good at positioning, but he's also he got good offense. He's kind of like he's kind of like if you took Dayton Fix and and Ron Robert Young and, and then they had a baby, you know, they, he kind of would be the product of that baby. Just he'd like be a, a Serbian sickle. Yeah, he'd be the Serbian sickle that just like has good offense, but also stays in pretty good position. So I think for that, I'll I'll go me chick. Uh, you know, if I'm talking, if I'm talking, I like Lucas Bird, man. He's this freshman out of Illinois. He's out of uh, Ohio, boy. Yeah, he's out of he's out of Ohio. He's out of uh, LaSalle. LaSalle. Yeah, his, he had a brother who was real good. Uh, I think it was a national champ for in D three. Um, <clears throat> so I like Lucas Bird as kind of like a wild card, even though he's ranked eleven. When we're talking wild cards, man, I know we were kind of joking around earlier, but because of the watered down weights and the huge drop offs, you can have wild cards that are ranked you know eighth in the country right sure, now sure. because they don't have the the historical results or success at this level yet to say, oh, no, that dude's been a multiple-time All-American. If I'm picking a wild card in this weight class, I'm going Chris Cannon, another Northwestern guy, Chris Cannon, 133 from Northwestern, undefeated on the year four matches. That's crazy. Um, he's got the goods, man. I think he's a former uh, Blair recruit. He's yes, a, uh, he is. He's, he's not Blair. Blair recruit. He's a former Blair wrestler, yeah, alumni. He's Blair. Um, was phenomenal at Blair. He's you know undefeated on the year right now. He's super young, too, I think, right? He's freshman or sophomore. I think he's a freshman. Yeah. Uh, I believe he is a freshman. Um, it doesn't mean he's young, though. He's, he could be 26 years old for all I know. Well, I was just saying, like, yeah, I don't think he's – this is his first year in the lineup. Yeah. Um, and as far as his wins go, I mean, why I'm so high on Chris Cannon was he had a 19-2 and redshirt last year. 19-2. and um, This year he had a great – dude, he beat Alex Thompson from Nebraska 14-1. to Ugh. 
remember Thompson was a huge recruit as well. Thompson Him and Teskey were the no, ones that Thompson had the battles in high school. Brody I think Thompson Te- was a four timer, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was as well. Um, so yeah, Chris Cannon would be my, um, you know, my, my, my I guess my my dark horse pick in this weight class to make some noise. Um, One forty one, the deepest weight class in the country. The deepest, or not the deepest? Is it the is it the toughest? Definitely not the deepest. I think an argument can be made for uh, thirty three and eighty four as well. You got Dom Demas ranked eighth right now. Yeah. Dom Demas, what, a couple time All American? He, he ain't no slouch. Yeah. Um, still w- provided me with one of my most memorable NCAA tournament experiences ever when he went on that inside trip run all through oh, the tournament. When he beat Nick Lee <laughs> on that inside yeah. trip. Um, but I do think we have one of the most possible anticipated finals matches. However, it turns out, whether it's Jaden Ironman, Nick Lee, or Sebastian Rivera. Yeah, I, I think those three are. Above and beyond the clear favorites, right? I mean, I don't. I, I would be shocked. As much as Chad Red's a March wrestler, I'd be shocked if Chad Red or Tariq Wilson, or e- even Dom Demas, unfortunately, because he's so inconsistent, um, would sneak into the finals. I think it's. I think that you're. It's a three horse race here. I agree. I and, agree with and, you. Um, man, it's going to be hard for me to pick against Ironman from what I've seen. Well, the great thing he's is wrestling with so much confidence. The great thing is, is they, these guys get to earn the bracket seating on this because all three top ten all three top guys are in the Big Ten. Right. So Big Ten conference tournament is gonna weigh heavily in who is on the top half of that bracket sitting alone and who's on that bottom half of the bracket potentially having to go through one of the other guys. And here's the problem with the season, you know, being not as many matches. It's just we don't have enough data. Right? The data points just aren't quite there. You have historical data though. We do. But we haven't seen C Bass at forty one. We haven't. I want to see him against the top level guy. You know what I mean? Like a top-level guy, like a Nick Lee or Ironman type guy. We've never seen that before. I mean, Seabass is the type of guy that he what, beat St. Spencer Lee twice. So we got that yeah. data. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. I mean, that's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good data right there. Yeah. So, he, could he win it? Yeah. You're telling me that Seabass couldn't win it? And you got a guy like Ironman who's beat Yanni. Yes, he has. Right, that's and, pretty good win. And, and, well, and he's probably the most proven. He's the most proven, I think, at the weight. Although Nick Lee's N- I mean, Nick good. Lee couple-time All-American, too. I think, what, they're both couple-time All-Americans? I think they've all All-American every year they wrestled. Yeah, so... Um, did Nick Lee All-American as a freshman? I can't remember. Either way, we're not going to look that up, but yeah. Regardless to say, I think it's safe to say that the top three guys right there are head and shoulders above that second tier of guys, but that second tier is not weak because you do have guys like Dom Demas who's got wins over guys like Nick Lee. you got a guy like Ian Parker who, <laughs> if you're... If you don't respect what Ian Parker's done in wrestling, go out and look at his resume because he has a lot of good wins and he keeps it real close with a lot of the top guys as well. Um, you know, and then after Tariq that, Wilson's an All American, exactly. Chad Red, multiple time All American, Mister March himself, yeah, freaking Mixer Dean Heil once to keep to keep Dean Heil off the podium his senior year. That was really rude of him. He criminalized Luke Pletcher at the NCAA. Oh man. You're talking about not Chad Red. Oh, I'm sorry, Tariq. Tariq, Tariq the freak did though. Yeah, I give me, give me Seabass right now. It's just hard to. I I can't. The way I can't hate you for that. What I've seen Spencer Lee do. I never thought. Can you picture anybody in the country beating Spencer Lee at like any weight besides heavy? And then Seabass beat him twice. Dude. Seabass last year at Big Tens beat both Seth Gross and Roman Bravo Young, okay, at Big Tens. To he win did. The Big Ten. He won the Big Ten at 33. Gross and RBY. And RB- he went through Gross and RBY. 
gross. I'm so glad you brought that up. Dude. So hey, it's more than just what he did against Spencer Lee because the wins against Spencer Lee what was that, are huge. But remember Spencer, Spencer Lee that year, they said he didn't look the same in the regular season. Right. He turned it on in the postseason, sure. going out there and winning the title, and they're still great wins. But going through, adding that along with running through Seth Gross, national champ, and Roman Bravo Young, one of the most talented guys in college, dude, that's impressive. Yeah, I'm taking Seabass. That's impressive. Um, I, think he, I think he could positionally slow down Nick Lee, and I think he's positionally strong enough to not get trapped in too much of the funk of Ironman and be able to get – look, he, he went down on Spencer Lee and got out, so I think he can go down on Ironman and get out. The thing about Nick Lee, I'm going to pick Jaden Ironman. Ironman's my pick. Okay, um, <laughs> you can't argue. With that. <laughs> yeah, like you can't hate me for it. Yeah. Um, the thing about Nick Lee, though, is you better come ready to wrestle seven minutes, possibly nine minutes, because oh that boy God. is going to take it to you the entire time. I'm tired talking about him, and I think that is what could give Rivera some fits. Ironman can slow down Nick Lee. And make Nick Lee back, you know, kind of back off a little bit with the dangerous upper body ties and the funk and everything that he has there. Sebastian Rivera doesn't have that. Um, he's got great single leg takedowns, great double leg takedowns. He can ride too. He can get out great in all three get, areas. I think he can get out, which is kind but of key. I would worry a bit about Rivera's conditioning matched up with Nick Lee's conditioning because Nick Lee is probably the, one of the most conditioned wrestlers in college. Yeah. And I think um, the only thing, the only counterpoint I could say to that is that now that he's up at forty one, he should have no excuse about not being in shape. You know what I mean? Like he's not cutting a ton of weight. I mean, you could be out of shape. Well, yeah, yeah. Would but that's not, I'm not saying he would be. But you're right. There shouldn't be a lot of excuses if you're managing your weight right and you're working out regarding your gas tank. So I'm going to pick Jaden Ironman. Um, Does Red or Tariq have or Dom Demas have a chance against those guys? I mean, we know we've seen Dom do stuff before, but you know, and he's eight and one this year. Do they have a chance against them in an individual match? Absolutely. Do they have the chance to run through multiple multiple types of these guys in a single tournament? Everybody has a chance, but I don't I wouldn't bet money on it. Demas only lost this year to Ian Parker. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't Ian have... Parker just took I think he just took a head scratching loss, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I can check right now. Oh, Demas beat our boy uh Lapari in T V one. Oh, Peter Lapari. I like that guy. Yeah. He's at Arizona State right now. Um he lost to Alan Hart, seven to four. Alan Hart, our boy from St. Ed's, Saint Ohio. Ed's, yeah. yeah, so he is Parker lost to Alan Hart, who nine and zero this year. Yeah, you would think it's a head scratching loss. I guess it's not, except for that he, the dude is pretty damn good. He, he was a big recruit. He was a huge recruit. Um, I think he was like they were thinking he was gonna be like a twenty five pounder at one point. I think you're right. And he just grew. I think he's you're the redheaded right. guy. Um, Ironman's got to win this year um, over uh, Chad Red already. That was the first match of the season for for, uh, for, for Ironman. A good win there. We yeah, saw him recently him. stick our boy uh, Anthony Echemendia from Ohio State. Um, so I'm picking Ironman. You've got Seabass. Give me a sleeper in this weight. Uh, if we're talking like – if you're really talking about a sleeper. You just pick whoever you want. I don't know. I mean, I think Dylan D'Amelio is going to be the starter for Ohio State. Okay, so are we picking who might start for a team? <laughs> <laughs> Zach Sherman's really good for North Carolina. He's a junior. He's he's been around the bush, so been around the bush. <laughs> God, what are you talking about? Ben? I don't know. He's been around. I've had a beer. Bush. I've had um, one beer. I can't hate that pick. Uh, give me the other Courtney boy, Brian Courtney from Virginia. Brian, I'm gonna go Brian Courtney from Virginia. Yeah, I think he was an Arizona guy originally. I can't remember. Um, I could be wrong, but either way, yeah. Okay, I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, 149. This weight class, 
is one of the most exciting weight classes to me. Yeah. And and talking about and trying to figure out who's going to be the national champ on this because any number of the top five, six, seven guys could be a champ on any given day. And, and kind of similar to last year, right? I was exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, right. I think you had Lugo, but other than that, I mean, it's kind of like oh, you had Lugo and Boo. Well, who's Boo's back? But uh, you know, other never mind. So yeah, just Lugo. But other than that, you know, it seems like a lot of people that you know could be the champs are back, and the champs are here. Let's talk about our boy slamming Sammy Sasso for a minute. Ohio State, 149-pounder. He's already got a couple of great wins on the year. Is he looking He's good? He's beaten Max Murin. He beat Kanan Store. Looking good. Hold on, hold on. To say he beat Max Murin and beat Kanan Store and Mikey Carr would be an understatement. He stuck Max, Max Murin and Mikey Dominated Kanan Store. And stuck Mikey Carr with oh. that cradle. And he's got a little more offense this year, Brandon. Exactly. He's not like... He's creating his own offense. There you go. There, he's not sitting back waiting for a guy to get to his legs and try to create something that way. He's he's actually looking very good on his feet. We know how dangerous he is on top. Now he is doing right. He he's definitely he hasn't lost any of that defensive prowess, right? Where he's cradling up those guys. Oh, I but, love that prowess. Yeah, but he that. also did take Murin down off of his off of his own attack. He took Store down a couple times off of his own attacks. You know, and so that's the, that's where we needed him. We needed him to advance in his own offense because his defense, his defense got was good was good enough to win a title last year as a freshman. Yeah, as yes. a freshman. Now he's got the offense to kind of match it. He's got the ability to ride out a little bit. Like he's not a prolific turner on top. I would say like his, most of his he turns, can pin you though. Yeah, most of his turns come I think from um, from other people getting in on him, but. He can ride out, which is huge because what he, what he did on store is he would take him down and ride him out like at the end of the period. Um, he, he's hard to ride. He, you know, not scared. To, he's one of the few Ohio State guys that doesn't have a problem getting off bottom. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I think he I think he looks great. Um, I, I, you know who else I think looks really good is Austin O'Connor, though. Because we were talking about how we, could, we had more opportunities to watch ACC wrestling. Yep. I've got a chance to watch this young man wrestle, and he is – He's the total package. He can turn. He's got really good offense on his feet, and very few people I've seen have been able to ride him. Austin O'Connor, I think, last year was a lot of people's picks last year to win this weight class, um, or, or at least, uh, obviously, to be in contention for uh, for one of the finalist spots. I love what we've seen from Sammy Sasso. Um, I would pick Bulu Wallen as the top guy at this weight class almost any day if I wasn't concerned about his injury history. Okay, there's always that in the back of your mind. But another guy to watch out for who quietly, quietly since coming in to college, stepping in as a true freshman to fill in a weight class when one of the top guys on the team went down with an injury is Brock Mahler. Grant Leith went down. When Grant Leith went down, Brock Mahler stepped in as a freshman, uh, got on the podium that year, I think sixth. Fifth or sixth, um, I think in three years he's what seventy five and six, something yeah. like that. He's um, a stud, man. He is a stud. He is not afraid to get in anyone's face. Great offense, great defense, great conditioning. Um, Boo is your good point about Boo though. Like in any given day, he might be the best at the weight. Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess the point is, is that any one of these guys probably we can say it more than any other weight class can be the the top guy, the champ at this weight class. Come the tournament. So Boo last year, he, he I, I'm just going back if you don't mind. He did get pinned by uh, Patricio, and he lost. Um, 
and sudden vigor, victory, victory to Brock Mahler. But other than that, I mean, he had some really good wins. He got, you know, he beat Jarrett Deegan. He tough beat, guy, tough he, guy. He beat, um, he beat uh, where's it? There was another All-American, Alex Thompson, right? Um, from uh, Alex Thompson is never All-American. You and I? Max Thompson. Max Thompson, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, Max, Max Thompson, Thompson yep. yeah. Was an All-American. Uh, you know, so... He's had... He beat Brayton Lee last year. Yeah, no, Bulu Wallen was having a great year last year if it wasn't for the injuries and the year before. Well, I think last year he was healthy. Um, and then he just, you know, the, the fucking COVID hit. But uh, he beat Jared Deegan at Big 12s by pinning him. Um, God. He's tough. He, he's one of those guys that... And he's All-American before. Remember, if you can do it once, you can do it again. I wouldn't count Boo Wallen out of being a, an NCAA champ. No, you can't. You can't at this weight class, and you can't with considering it's Boo Wallen. Um, he's not my pick. No, no, uh, no. he will not be my pick. Um, but it's going to make for a real exciting tournament because this is going to be another one of those weight classes. Starting in the quarterfinals, it's going to be fireworks. It's probably the best weight. I don't know because Andrew Lirez is a ten. Is he? Yeah, and he's wrestled. Andrew Lirez was the, Andrew Lirez was the U.S. Open champ. Tough kid this year. I'll take O'Connor. Really? Yeah, I think he's 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 smart enough and positionally sound enough. It's funny because we're I really like guys that are positionally sound these days because we see, because I I think we see in wrestling so much of the funk that we kind of you know funk or just pace guys. You know, I feel like we don't see as much of the uh, the positionally sound dudes, but when we see them, they tend to be really good. Um, Austin O'Connor has enough offense to beat Sammy Sasso, but I do think Sammy Sasso is probably the second best guy here. That's that is just a, I mean that's just a guess because Brock Mahler and Bulu Wallen are just so good. I, I'm not very impressed by Kanan's story. I haven't been, you know, throughout his college career compared to, um, I guess other people. You know, I would take like a Jarrett Deegan or Max Muren probably over Kanan's story to be honest with you in terms of wrestling uh, matches. I was actually surprised that we saw Max Muir at this weight this year. I was fully anticipating seeing Ironman at 149, and that would have made things so much interesting at this weight. Well, Muir was 41 well. last year. Uh, it, right, exactly. Um, I was want a to pick Sammy Sasso. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I want yeah, go. to pick Sammy Sasso so bad yeah, because yeah. Sammy Sasso, if any guy at this weight class, if I'm walking into a bar ready to have a bar fight, it's Sammy Sasso I want in my back pocket. I want him on my side. You're going to put him in your pocket? I'm going to put him in my pocket. <laughs> Hey, Sammy, we're pulling you out. <laughs> yeah, um, because he's a thug on the mat, and I mean that in the best way possible. That's a compliment. Sure. He isn't afraid of anybody. He's probably one of the most exciting guys to watch at this weight class. Um, How deep is his weight, though? But my bro? pick is Brock Mahler. Oh, God. Yes. I love it. I'm going Brock Mahler. No, I, I don't hate it at all. Um, he's put together a lot of wins over high-quality guys. What he did as a freshman – um, was extremely impressive to me when they pulled him out of red shirt, out of red shirt to fill in for a former All American and Grant Leith. And not only did he step up and get the job done, he went thirty three and five, finished sixth. Last year he went into the national tournament. He was twenty nine and one going into the national tournament. His only loss was to Jared Jensen. Jaron Jensen. I remember that match, Wyoming. That was that crazy Missouri Wyoming duel. Right. Um, and you know that is. A head scratching loss when in eighteen and sixteen, Jaron Jensen gets a win over Brock Mahler. But you know what? Those things happen. They happen. Life. But when you took look at the guys that he beat last year going into there, it was the Max Thompsons. Um, he had wins over Brock uh, Zacherel. Brock Zacherel uh, wins over Bula Wallen. Wins over Josh Maruka. Um, okay, now, now you're talking about some heavy hitters. Yeah, you're talking about some real good guys in this weight class. Um, 
everybody's got great wins over great guys in this weight class. I think Brock Mahler is the guy that goes kind of under the radar, doesn't get the respect that he deserves because of the bigger names. He's my pick. He took six of the freshmen. Last year went in last, 29 and yeah, one. Last, last year he was probably seated top six. I, I got to imagine, if not higher. It's, it's okay. We don't have to look it up. Here's where you get fucking real weird, though, dude. If you want to get real weird with it, like, oh, let's weird. just start talking about, like, Deegan, Murin, Carr, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Clark, right? Yeah. He hasn't uh, wrestled this year yet. Yeah, he hasn't. But uh, Boo Alirez and then Andonian, that guy from Ed's, St. Ed's, guy, guy yeah. from Virginia Tech. who um, Funky guy, too. He, I want to see him and Sammy Sasso wrestle because Andonian's a funky guy, too. Yes. And then keep going. Josh Heil, Feinsilver, Mitch Moore, Yaya, Thomas, Casey Cobb, Griffin Perriott. I mean, I know that we're just naming names, but, like, those are guys that are, like, have at some point been guys that I've been like, oh, those, those guys have a chance to All-American. I'm not skimmed over the dude with the biggest last name in this bracket, in this weight, Jade Navis. Real tough kid. Wow. So I think he was uh, – There's a lot of – I think Abbas was yeah, – yeah. Hold on. How do you spell A-B-A-S? Yeah, he's a freshman this year. He was a redshirt guy last year. The finals last year against Boo. Alirez. It's Scuffle. Boo Alirez? They call him Boo? They call him Boo. You can't take that name. There's already a Boo. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I, your, your point's well made there. Um, give me a sleeper, Ben. That's the thing. That's the thing. Hold on. I'm, I'm... What are you doing? Jaden Abbas beat uh, Andrew Alirez last year at the scuffle. So I'm not as high on Alirez as a lot of people are. I okay. get it. He has great freestyle results. You know, there was a lot of this fan Well, he's got some pretty out. good folk uh, results, too. I understand that. I'm not as super high on Alirez as, as a lot of other people. It's a great win. It's, it's a great win. How about Josh Heil from Campbell? Let's get it done. Let's get Campbell I want to see second. him get it done. Let's get the, what? I want to see him get it yeah, done. Yeah, let's get that second All-American for Campbell. I love it. I, Heil's my guy. I mean, you can pick him, too. Hell, yeah. He's your sleeper? Yeah, yeah. I'll Heil's your sleeper? Let's take um, sleeper. My sleeper is Thomas. I'm going another Northwestern guy, man. Yeah, 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 yeah baby. Um, he's up a weight compared to like two years ago. He's doing better upper weight. Um, yeah. I think he's got the goods to make some noise. I, I, I'm excited to see what he gets done. The other sleeper. Keep an eye out for this little Cal Poly guy that goes by the name of Legend. What? Legend I don't even know him. Tell me about this dude. Well, I mean, he's from Cal Poly. Uh, tough kid. You're going to find him in uh, most of the rankings anywhere between 10 and 20. Um, undefeated on oh, the Oh, Legend year. Lamer. Okay. Oh, did I say Kamer? Lamer, sorry. Yeah, yeah you're um, good. Yeah, Legend Lamer. Um, keep an eye out for this guy. I think he's another guy. I think he just got to win. He's got to win over Abbas recently, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, there you go. So, he is a freshman. Last year, 12-5 and five in red shirt. Yeah, he beat Jaden Abbas a couple of weeks ago. Um, hey, that's good enough for me. It's a good win right there. It means that, you know, he can obviously compete with these guys. I think he had a win over did he ever win over Abbas in red shirt as, as a red shirt as well? Yeah, yeah. Tech fault Abbas. 16 to nothing. Damn. Red shirts. So, uh, how about Tanner Smith at Chattanooga? He's down there. Remember him? E- EMU guy, right? Yeah, EMU from, from Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, yeah tough yeah. kid from Ohio. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I love this weight, dude. You love all the weights. But I love this weight. You, 157. Because I, I weigh about 149. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> This is a three-man weight, in my opinion, man. 157. And I think you got the two guys that we've seen battle for a while. 
if, assuming we're going to see Deacon wrestle, we've also got Hidley, who's been in the finals before. He's been there. Great, great wrestler himself. And then you've got the new guy, the up-and-comer, not even up-and-comer, but the big-time recruit, super recruit, David Carr. I think it's a three-man race between those three guys. Any any word on Deacon? Like, is he even on the team? I mean, I, and I'm, not, I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. Like, I, I really hope so. Well, I'm assuming he's on the roster. Yeah, uh, yeah. If he wasn't would... on the roster at this point in time, the sure. Vikings publications would have taken him out of the Sure, games. sure. Um, whether or not he wrestles, I don't know. I don't know what's going the on. Mothman, the Mothman. The Mothman. Dude, he deserves and has earned every bit yeah. of that nickname. I'm going to fire from the hip real quick and say that I think the Hidlate's the best guy at this weight. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you. If, if Deacon's in this weight, I'll go Deacon all you day, like every day. Man, oh, right? I, Deacon was my pick Especially to win it last seven, year. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Deacon. Do you remember last year when he dominated Hidley in their match? Do you remember that? When he was, like, taking him down, riding him out. I mean, Hidley looked like he wanted nothing to do with that I match. Re- I unfortunately remember that now after I made that pick. So it's a great pick, though. Go I'm, I'm going to take that pick back. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, 21-0 going into the season last year. Yeah, he was the number one seed going in there. I remember him put laying the wood to, like, Kendall Coleman. Um, he beat him at Big Tens, but he beat him at, like, uh yeah, there it is. He beat him in the duel, fourteen to zero. Deacon, Kendall Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Another. Oh, he beat Hidley six two. Yes, Brandon. So I'm telling is, you, bro. This is what I love about this. this. Okay, everybody else is just listening to us talk shit right now. I totally forget about this stuff when when I've been gone for so long. Holy shit, bro! He beat David Carr he, nine to three last yeah. year. Yeah, the same. But he turn- put the wood the Deacon. Dude, or, I mean, it was Hidley. the same tournament. He beat Carr nine to three. Then he beat Hidley in the finals. Vegas, Cliff Keen. Vegas, yeah, six to two. I mean, and then he Hidley, laid. And then he laid the wood to Kendall Coleman. Hidley is a guy that probably had the best chance of anyone of beating Jason Nolf, even though he, he didn't do it. Obviously, um, <laughs> Pantaleo. I guess did he, had, had did he beat him or not? Um, but anyway, and and Deacon dominated him. And he had, I mean, dude, he he beat guys like he beat a lot of. Am guys I allowed to take my Will pick Luan. back or no? Remember Baroni? Oh, oh Baroni, Baroni, baby, from Illinois. Yeah, well, I mean, Mothman had no problems pinning him. But anyway, Deacon went into the national tournament last year, head and shoulders as the number one seed. Yeah. Okay. He was my pick last year. He is, he will be my pick this year, assuming we see him wrestle. If we don't, I'm going to be highly, highly disappointed. But do you remember when we watched Rivera and Deacon wrestle as true freshmen in the Midlands? Yeah. This is when we first started our podcast. Yeah. So that's how long we've been around. You know, I first saw Ryan Deacon wrestle when it first registered, like I learned who he was, is when I went to the World Team Trials in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he was competing at juniors. And he was competing at like oh, really? 65 kilograms. Oh, yeah. It was huge. Well, he's, he's a monster. Um, I but think I, it was 65 kilograms because he went out and took a silver medal for us. Yeah, he did. He did. I just remember Deacon and Sebastian Rivera, true freshmen. And, same school. Yeah, same school. And they wrestled at Midlands, and I looked at you. We were doing the podcast, and I was like, yo, Northwestern's got some studs here. Right? Like, I think Seabass took, like, fifth. Deacon took, like, third or something in Midlands as true freshmen and tough weights. I was like, hey, these guys are going to be good. These guys are going to be good. Guess what? Apparently, we got good eye for good eye for talent. Just Vecchia, though, dude, can he get Ryder on the board? Ryder's got a couple of good guys this year, Dovecchia being one of they them. They do. Um, I think, uh, you know – 
This is okay. So we've talked about a huge drop off and kind of the watered down nature of weights after the you know the top tier guys. This is a weight class where I'm going to actually pull that statement back in a little bit because when you're looking at second tier guys in this weight class, you're looking at Brayton Lee's, Kendall Coleman's, uh, Caleb Young's from Iowa, um, who's a, who's already been an All American. Yeah, exactly. So Who's I got think, wins over Deacon? Yeah. Right. Wins over Deacon. I think two, right? In the same national tournament. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm going to – can Dovecchia do it? Absolutely. Is this the best weight class to ha- you know, for him to say, you know, that drop that, that, that drop off in talent from the top tier? It's going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win, but I think that, you know, it's, anytime Ryder gets an All-American, those types of guys get an All-American, that's good. Um I'm going to take Hidley just because I forgot that Deacon laid the wood to him, and now I really want to take Deacon. So are you taking Hidley or are you taking Deacon? But what about David Carr, though? Could David Carr just be the dude that says, hey, I made a big-ass jump, brother? David Carr could be this year's Deacon in this weight class. Okay, because Deacon was always tough, but he made a huge jump last year. Yeah, talk to okay? me about that. And David Carr can be that guy. There is a dude I, – I get – pretty high on Missouri wrestlers. They always recruit these guys from the state of Missouri that are four-time state champs that you never hear of, and then they go out and they perform really well. Jarrett Jacuse is another one of those examples of yes, that. Jacuse and David Carr beat him 14-1 to 1 this year. Right, and Jacuse is good. He, real good. Yeah, I think he's a sophomore, a junior. He's a junior. He's been around. Um, Jacuse, he, yeah, Jacuse has been around. Yeah, he, a red shirt. I think he's a red yeah. shirt junior. He's, only, he's not bad. No, he's not a red shirt. He no, he wrestled as a true because he got pulled because of uh, – there was an injury or something. Yeah, yep. yeah, I got you. I got you. So, you know, 25-7 and seven last year for Jacuzzi. He's a two-time national qualifier. He's 8-1 and one this year. But it Oh, just, my God. Carr beat him 14-1. 14-1. One. One. Okay. So oh, dear Lord. That's pretty indicative of the jump that David Carr is making right now. To answer your question, can he be that guy? Absolutely he can be that guy. David Carr. Car beat. Remember, remember his Bruh. big win last year when he beat Caleb Young. David Carr in three years of wrestling, one being his redshirt, has two losses: eighteen and one, twenty-three and one, ten and zero. Losses to Ryan Deacon and oh, and a forfeit. Yeah, that's it. It was a medical, I believe. No, he Ryan Deacon, and he also lost to. Um, no, maybe you are right. Maybe was it a forfeit? Our, our good old boy Forfait. Oh, Peyton Mako. No, Peyton Mako he lost to Peyton Mako. Peyton Mako yeah. up at like what? Way back now? in the day, yeah. Big time dude in, as yeah. well. Yeah, you're right. I was, I was wrong. So, yeah, David Carr can be that guy, and I would not be surprised in the bit if he was that guy. If Deacon is not in this weight, David Carr is my pick. So you don't, man, that's a disrespect to Hidley. Why is it a disrespect to Hidley? I'm kidding with you, man. Um, I don't know why Caleb or Will Luan's so high. I mean, he'd, bear, he'd beat freaking Elijah Cleary in triple OT last night. A win's a win, my man. I mean, you're, I, get, I get the point you're making. I don't, and I'm not even huge on Brady Berge. Um, I think Brady Berge could make some noise at this weight now. Remember that he's when Kenner messed him up and then didn't, couldn't stay on the team at Ohio State? And I don't have any. Do you have any insight to that? No, I thought he's on the roster. Kenner is not on the roster. He's not? No, he's. Well, anyway. Bergie was also extremely hurt. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Remember, they, that was his first match back, right? Yes. Okay. It was. So ba- it, it, they shouldn't have brought him back. Let's let's temper that a little bit. Bergie up at one fifty seven, not dealing with the weight cut that he had a couple of years ago at one forty nine. If he's fully healthy, Bergie can be a guy that is definitely in consideration from like a four through eight type of spot on this on the podium in this in this bracket. Who's your sleeper? And it can't be Teamer. <laughs> okay. 
I like Justin Ruffin. Oh, no. I mean, I just like him. Ruffin them I, I like S. I, I, I like S. Edwardsville. Uh, S. I. U. E. My sleeper's Justin McCoy from Virginia. Okay, so two Justins. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Justin McCoy. Yeah. Talk to me about Justin Ruffin. I, he's not a guy that I've followed much. Okay, so Justin Ruffin is a junior. He's a couple-time national qualifier. He's got he's got wins over like Larry Early, you know, like so, like a former All-American. Uh, Logan Parks from uh, uh, Central Michigan. Uh, so you know, I mean, he just kind of like not like supremely dominant in terms of things, but has shown flashes of the ability to get it done. So, you know, I think that the fact that he's beaten a couple All-Americans in his time at SIUE uh, makes me excited. And also the fact that, you know, when, when you're going sleepers, it's fun to talk about guys that are from schools that are non-traditional powerhouses. Yeah, I can't argue with it. Um, and I like Justin McCoy, like I said. Um, McCoy last year starting for the first time as a redshirt freshman. I think last year he was about 18 and 13, 17 and 13. Um, he beat the guys that he probably should have last year, lost to the guys that he probably should have. I've always been excited about Justin McCoy based on what he did as redshirt and, and redshirt when I think he went like 27, 25, and 3 or something like that. I love guys that are young that wrestle a shit ton in redshirt yes. with great results. They, yeah. That means – to me, that tells me they're focused, they're motivated, they're working hard. Well, they want to wrestle, And they right? want to wrestle. They want to yeah. wrestle. Um, I like a guy like him. You know UVA is always well coached. They put out some studs out there. He's 7-1 on the year right now. I don't think he's – you know, his only loss this year is to Hidley. It was 6-3. Hidley beats a lot of guys 6-3, to three, so you really can't he tell really too does. much off of scores. Um, I did like the fact that he got a 3-2 to two win over uh, Connor Brady from Virginia Tech. Uh, Brady, who was one of the top recruits in the country, kind of the uh, the cornerstone of Virginia Tech's uh, 2019 recruiting class. It was him, and then Indonian. I, I don't know if they were the same year, but yeah, like those were kind of big recruits from Ohio going down to Virginia. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like McCoy there as my sleeper. Cool. Uh, 165. A little bit different from years past with this weight class because in years past, this was one of the most deep and talented weight classes that you would see in, For sure. in, the, in its entirety. And this year, not so much. You've got some heavy hitters up top, but after the top couple, two or three, it drops off. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you'd say top three, right? I mean, Mikhail Lewis, yes, he did take a loss. Um, yesterday, too, I think uh, Jake Wenzel from Pittsburgh, who actually isn't isn't a bad wrestler at all. Um, and he, I think he is an injury default. It but, was an injury was default, losing, but right? Wenzel was <laughs> Wenzel looked fantastic that match. And right. you know he's got to be just burning, burning this morning that he didn't get a chance to finish that match and get get the actual legit win. Um, because he was he, he was dominating Makai in this match. Right. And okay. Makai is a returning champ. A returning champ who. Dude, I, I don't think that was a he run. gave up any takedowns. That was a run, bro. In the entire NCAA tournament. That was a run. Beat uh, Wick, Marinelli, and Joseph. Holy Dude, shit. Dude, that's huge. That's a run right Holy there. Holy shit, is that a run? Oh, by the way, I think, what, he's a junior world champ as well? Yeah. And he's only a sophomore. He <laughs> did it as sophomore. a freshman. Right. Um, as a freshman, he beat Wick, Marinelli, and Joseph. Holy shit. I mean, listen to what I'm saying. That's crazy. So I don't think you can count that guy out as long as he's healthy. No, you absolutely but can't. But the bull is the bull. Is the, my, that's my pick. I'm sorry to say it. Bull's just the bull, dude. I, 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 I want to see. I want to see Marinelli get a title. He's an Ohio guy. Um, he's got a real, a real like interesting life, life story. Um, life hasn't always been easy for him. Um, 
but he's one of the most heads down, hardest working guys you're going to see. Um, great kid, great wrestler. Can you, you believe know, that he's in the only last finished... three years? In the last three years, he's only lost three matches. But can you and can you believe he's only his highest finish is sixth at the NCAA tournament? Right. Because I mean, keep in mind, wasn't able to he, he, You know, keep in mind too. You know, two years ago, he went into the the tournament as the as the top seed, but with no favorable t- draws because he was in that same quarter with um, you had Wick up there. Oh, as, as his the, draw. You, remember, it was Joe Smith. He had to beat Joe Smith first yeah, round. First round, and then there was the. And Ma- then he had to beat Bullard, who was yep. a legit guy. Then he, he lost to Mackay. And then had he, he beat Mackay, you got to run yeah. through Wick there. I mean, so they did him he no lost, favors right. with that top seed. Then he beat Massa. Then lost to Marsteller. And right. then he beat Steer. Like, that's right. crazy. Exactly. Like, you remember him and Marsteller had to battle in the Concy quarters. Oh, I love Or Concy semis. I love Marsteller. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But in the last like, three it, years, it's not he's like he lost shits three the matches in the last three right. years. It's not like he shits the bed at NCAAs. At least, at least the year he took, uh, uh, he took, uh, he, he, oh, no, shit, he took seven. He took seventh. That year. So, I, the point I was making, Ben, is I yeah, want to see Marinelli win a title so bad. But he's got to show that he can have his head on straight and wrestle a great tournament from start to finish at the national tournament. At the NCAA tournament. We saw him do it at the Big Tens last year when he beat uh, Joseph, you know, Vincenzo with that body lock. I mean, I like him. I, like, I mean, he beat, he beat Peyton Robb this year. Um, that, that's, that's a nice win. So he is your pick. I, 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 nice I think it's win. a great pick. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to pick him this year, and I'm glad you just went ahead and threw your pick out there. I'll just go ahead and throw mine out there as well. You going Shane um, Griffith? Do you just want to talk for me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going Shane Griffith. Now I know that, you. Now would. that California let them boys wrestle. All right, talk to me about this guy a little bit, dude. Shane Griffith is the man. You know he's the man. In fact, you said that he reminded you more of a Jason Knopf than anybody else. He did. He does. He, he's so good. He is so good. Um, he's I'm so mad that we didn't get to see what he had to do, what he could have done last year. Yeah, remember what was it last year? He was was he undefeated? Uh, I'll tell you here in a minute. He was 28 no, yeah, 28 no as a as a redshirt freshman, right? Yeah, going in the national tournament with some wins, and I think beat was, Josh Shields he was a couple a times. Seed too, I think. What, yeah. what did he get the three seed? Mm-hmm. Beat Josh Shields a couple times. Beat Travis Whitlake. Beat Tanner Schedule. Oh my God, Dude, he's, got, he's got a little bit hit list. Beat Ethan Smith. His redshirt freshman year, he lost six to four to Vincenzo Jeff, jo- Joseph in the scuffle finals. Right. I mean, that's as a red, that, that's as a redshirt. That's as a freshman. A re- yeah, a true freshman in redshirt, going up against a multiple time national champ, um, and and you take him to the ropes there. Um, yeah, he is my pick. I love it. I now love that he's it. wrestling again. Um, Seating is going to be very interesting on this. It's who's going to be opposite of who. I think is going to play a big part of it. Makai's loss, even though it was a um, injury default, is going to. I think that's going to drop him to where he's probably the third seed. So well, you, you want to be the first. All seed three here. of these guys are from separate conferences. Okay, right, but you want to be the so first they're not going to get to face each other at a conference tournament. Right. So, it, assuming they went out, Marinelli will probably be your top seed, right? Over Shane Griffith. Think about who he's got to beat in the Big Ten. Is he going to get better wins than Griffith? Uh, yeah, Joe Lee, Ethan Smith. That's the Bronigal. Yeah, Bronigal, Smith, Lee. That's about it. I mean, who, who's in the Pac-12? Uh, Valencia. Valencia. <laughs> He's ranked higher than the other guys. Those other guys. So I think if Griffith wins, here's the thing. I think if Griffith wins the Pac-12... Um, he's got more matches, too, than Marinelli. If Griffith wins the Pac-12, he's the number one seed. Makai can't be the number one seed now if everybody goes undefeated. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out with seeding um, because then you've got another guy. You've got the, you know, the second-year guy. Um, 
second year, you know, as a starter, Whitlake, who's undefeated in the Big 12. Okay, Whitlake last year, 28-2 as a redshirt freshman for Oklahoma State. Um, You know, Whitlake has looked real good this year. Whitlake this year is scoring a shit ton of points. He's got so many bonus point wins. Um, You know, he's 9-0 right now. He's got, I think, half of those, over half of those victories are bonus point victories. Um, I don't think we've seen Whitlake in the last two years. He's an Oregon guy, right? I believe he's Morgan. Yeah, yeah. He is he, is. I thought he was a Florida guy. No, I think he's Oregon. Is he Oregon? Yeah. Well, regardless, I do, don't think we've really seen Whitlake beat any elite, elite level guys. He's Even last tough year, with them. I don't think he beat you know, like a couple years ago. Well, he didn't beat, but he, remember in the duel against Iowa, Marinelli beat him three to two. Yeah. So it shows that he and can he hang. And he had a tight one with Shane Griffin yeah, too. He can definitely hang. He can definitely bang with these with, with these top guys. What's his best win? Thomas Bullard, maybe. Probably. You're looking just this year? Bo- no, the last year. Bullard and Fogarty, probably. Both, Fogarty, yeah, absolutely. Both good guys. Both, Fogarty, both solid guys. Yeah, Fogarty, probably one of his top wins. Um, I, I think last year he also beat uh, Wenzel. He, he pounded Wenzel, who we just talked about, who got the win over Makai. Did he really? Yeah, he beat him 9-2 to in the... Um, uh, 9-2 to in the pit duel. And he beat him 7-2 uh, in the scuffle. Yeah, so he, he can oh, beat shit. guys. He oh, can wrestle. Shit. He can scrap. Okay. But he's 9-0. Wrestling at, 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 in the Big 12. I, li- I if like If he this. wins out... I he, like this. Again, it's... How is seeding going to play out? You know what I Could mean. Could you put a Whitlake over a Makai if he's undefeated? With, absolutely. With a injury default, absolutely. The other two at least have a little bit of a pedigree. Well, Shane Griffith, not really. If Marinelli, Marinelli, if Marinelli wins that, he deserves he's already been a top seed, right? seed. I think it's going to be hard to get that out of the the, the you know the seeding committee's minds that here, here's a guy that's been around. Yeah. He's got a lot of big wins. From from Iowa, the top team in the country mm-hmm. this year, and he would have to beat either a Danny Bronigle and Ethan Smith. You know, a guy, guys that are top, guys, are top guys 10 that guys. are ranked top ranked, ten, top twelve. Yeah, well, they're yeah, they're ranked to be all Americans right now. You know what I mean? So yeah. But my pick is good Shane point, Griffith. man. Good point. My pick is Shane Griffith. I think taking not if I'm not thinking about Makai, his freshman year when he won the title, the best guy in all aspects of his game. I think he is the man in the in this weight class on his feet on the mat. Defensively positioned, scrambling the entire the whole nine yards. I think Griffith is is better than any of those guys. The key is going to be: can he get takedowns on guys like Marinelli and Makai Lewis, who are both super stingy with their defense? Kennedy Monday going to do anything? Lost to Makai in a tight one, four to three. Makai doesn't Remember, look the same this year, man. I know. Remember, as a freaking um, redshirt sophomore, he went ham, made the round of twelve. Kennedy, yeah, yeah, well, fifty-seven, yeah. Is that the year that he upset somebody big? Yeah, early? he beat the dude from Missouri. What's La Valley? The Valley. Was it La Valley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm almost waiting noise. for this dude to break out. You know I what think, I mean? Absolutely, he can make noise. Um, could he be like a? Could he win it? No. Okay. No, okay. I, I. And I say that, guys. People just, listening just to too the many show, line, man. I say too that. Too many landmines. Uh, can can he win it? Of course he can. Does he got the talent? Of course he can. B- but have we seen anything from him historically that says he's going to run through a bracket? He's super inconsistent. There you go. There and you have that's it. The that's problem. the best way. That's the best that's way to describe problem. it. Yeah. Um, when you have guys that are have proven to be much more consistent and with more consistent wins over the elite level guys. Hey, I like that Whitley character. I'm glad you gave me a little bit more detail on him. He was a huge recruit too. Yeah. Big time recruit. Yeah. Real team member. Uh, uh, age level real I team b- member. I believe he mistaken. was. Yeah. Yeah. The question for me in this weight class. So are we sleeping on Makai? Okay, go ahead. Are we sleeping on Makai? 
I don't think we're sleeping on Makai because he can win this weight, but I haven't t- seen the same from him this year that we saw two years ago. Yeah, he had tight one with Kennedy. I mean, Kennedy right. was coming. He won end. the title as a freshman. He took an Olympic shirt last year. All right. Obviously, we didn't get to have the Olympics. He's back this year. His freshman year, after he lost early in the season, um, I can't remember who it was. It was a decent dude. I don't think he gave up a single takedown the rest of the year. Yeah. I, I just remember him from his red shirt year when he had battles with Chance Marstow. And Marstow got the better of him. But that's a senior Marstow versus a uh, true freshman Makai. And Makai, and, and, you know, he was still battling with them. So, I mean. Uh. Makai lost two matches his freshman year. He lost early in the year to Connor Flynn, tough kid from Missouri, but not nobody. But we ever saw no. like you're talking about the year he the year he won it. Yeah, and then he lost to Isaiah White at Cliff Keen, two to nothing. He, That's he right. But he didn't get taken down. Remember, he didn't give up takedowns. And last night, in the limited time that we saw him wrestle against Pitt, there was a a sequence where Winslow got the leg, got it to Ideal, put it on the shelf, put the leg on the shelf. Still couldn't take Makai down. He had to take Makai's leg and lift it above his head. Lift it above his head to finally secure a takedown, and it was a scramble after that. It was a hard-fought takedown to get as well. So Makai's very tough to take down. No, we're not sleeping on him, but we haven't seen the same Makai that we've seen. So, But the question for me in this I just I get nervous that we're sleeping on a dude who rolled up Marinelli, Wick, and Joseph. We're not sleeping on him just right now. Going back to what I was going to say earlier, yeah, go ahead, the go big ahead, question go ahead. for me, are we going to see Anthony Valencia finally do something? I didn't realize the guy was still in college. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Remember uh, Garcia from Michigan? Garcia. Um, or no, Gonzalez. Fuck. Gonzalez? Nope. Try again. Help me out. He wrestled for Brandon, Florida. Yeah. yeah come on. You know who it is. I know who you're talking Help about. Help me out. 149. Yeah, give me his name. Grahalis. <laughs> Grahalis. Garcia. Gonzalez. Bruh. No, stop it. I'm Guatemalan, so I, I get a fucking pass here. Bruh. Um, Grahalis. Huge recruit. Remember that match? That match you're probably the, writing papers for your healthcare system. Talking about the Kung Flu, that too, match, right? Easy about the Kung Flu. <laughs> That's exactly. Everybody was Kung Flu fighting. Everybody was Kung Flu. <laughs> Fighting. <laughs> Donald Trump said that shit. Okay. Jesus Christ. You know, we we got to roll here. Um, <laughs> no, but Valencia. Man. He reminds me of Grahalis. You know, Grahalis finally got it done and he took like third. Yeah, I think. So you think he's taking third? Yeah, I, I, I think that him and Whitlake would be a good match. All right. I mean, I, I think the weight class is a bit more conducive to him having success this year. I don't know how he's managing the weight cut. He always looked like he was struggling at 65. Uh, so it's a little surprisingly yeah, surprising why to me that there? we's probably uh, – Yeah, exactly. A little surprising to me that he's at this weight. Maybe he's um, not. You got a sleeper at this weight, though? Ooh. Yeah, Carson Karchler, baby. Yeah. <laughs> rolling oh, back he out be there. rolling him. That, honestly, Ben, that's one of my biggest disappointments Tell this year. Tell me about it. One of my biggest disappointments um, is that knee. we don't get got to see – Got a knee? Yeah, he blew his knee out. Yeah, after he beat Makai – and beat uh, what's his face? Um, he had a really nice he had a really nice um, showing at one of those. Uh, Did he beat Marinelli off events? No, he beat um, he beat the guy from NC, the former guy from NC State, All American. Rinda? No. Oh 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 uh, yeah, you uh, a few years ago, fifty seven guy, mm-hmm. one fifty seven guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, 
Yeah. So I mean, Karchula was so he had an amazing redshirt year, undefeated in redshirt. Um, I think you were not being a homer earlier when you said that Karchula was one, probably the one guy that we could see win five titles. I'm not kidding. Um, he absolutely could, it, and it, he would have been my pick. To, to, to win this weight class, even with these elite-level guys. That's how good Carson Karchel is. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, it sucks that we just don't get to see it this year. It really sucks. Um, so, obviously, I can't pick him as my sleeper. Who's your sleeper? I think I, – I, and, and it's, it's not a huge sleeper by name, but, you know, he's, by his ranking it is. I, I, I think that we're going to see Peyton Robb kind of um, – I think we're going to see him turn a corner here, and I would be shocked if he actually does an All-American. Uh, he lost to Andrew Sparks from Minnesota, but other than that, and he lost to Marinelli. He's undefeated on this year, uh, or b- besides those two losses. Last year, it was 20-6 and six as a, uh, a fre- true or a redshirt freshman and a national qualifier. I, I really like Peyton Robb. Okay. Um, I think that's I, – I like Robb a lot. Um, he was originally supposed to go 157 this year, where he was last year. Um, he's up at 165. Beat Caleb Young last year, by the way. Yeah, I mean, tough kid. Um, I'm <laughs> – I'm, I, it's a toss-up for me between two guys. Um, you mentioned one, Andrew Sparks. Okay, yeah, he was a guy that finally got a title, a California title as a senior, Minnesota recruit. He's got the starting spot. He's got a great win over Rob. You like him because he's redheaded, don't you? Oh yeah, I'm going with the ginger. The other guy is another young guy, Keegan O'Toole from Missouri. Oh, another young freshman. Um, I think he's undefeated on the year. Maybe not what nine, ten, nine or ten and zero. Tough, tough kid. I haven't even thought about him. Um, those are my two sleepers in this weight class. I'm taking two. Um, Andrew Sparks looked real good. Is O'Toole even Rob. ranked? Yeah. Where you got him at, Earl? Um, Damn. Those are two guys that have looked real good. Between the two of them, they're 16 he and 1. Ranked, yeah. 16 and 1. Andrew Sparks did lose to Alex Marinelli. That's his one loss. It was 8-4. to four, But he got the win over Jacob Robb. Um, I'm sorry, we're Peyton, Peyton Rob. Rob yeah. yeah, he's looked real good this year. Uh, I like I like both those guys, man. <laughs> I love them too. I love them too. All right, 174. Do you, 174. How how lucky have we been the last five years, five, six, seven years with this weight class? I really the wanted Valencias, to see, the Mark Halls, the Bo Jordans. Man, I wanted to see Kemmer Hall again. I, I don't want to see Hall ever again. No, but Cameron, I, yeah, I know. He <laughs> I don't want to see that Mark fucking Hall. ankle. Do that ankle right. Hey, look at me riding his ankle, dog. <laughs> he's a pretty, pretty tough kid, though. Oh, my God. He's freaking amazing. That's what pisses me off the most about it is that he always wins. Always wins. Except for against Valencia when he smashed that guitar. Even when he doesn't win, he still wins. A.K.A. Bo Jordan in the finals. <laughs> oh. Anyway. It's Cameron, dog. Come on. Right? Oh, d- there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, Michael Kimmer, assuming he's healthy, I thought he was going to win last year. Well, he, yeah, yeah. He, well, he he put he laid the wood to freaking Hall at right. the duel. But he lost in the big. Didn't he lose at bigs to Hall? Mm, Hall yeah. beat him at big tens. Let's find that out. I do believe. Yeah, uh, he lost eight to five. Mark Hall in the Big Ten Finals. Damn it! You're right. I remember that. But they went one on one. Why do you have to go and do that though? Mark Hall came ready to wrestle. Uh, you remember. I guarantee Hall got a takedown and rode his that, rode that fucking ankle. <laughs> he said, Hall scored eight points. He probably rode the ankle the entire time. Um, I do like Michael Kimmerer to win this weight class. Um, this weight class. Decent studs, though, here, though, right? Again, this to me, this is a lot like it's not on the same level as 125, 
but it's a lot like 125. Right, right, right. Where after the top guy, Logan Massa took third as a freshman. Yeah, at least you got okay. two. All, you got two other All Americans. Logan here. Massa took third as a freshman. Has fought injuries since then and, and some inconsistencies. Hasn't been able to get back yeah. on the podium. What Labriola take? I mean, he took something. Labriola All American as a freshman as well. With a sixth place finish, right? But last and we're year, probably all American last 10, year. Twenty and ten last year, up and down year. All I got him the on the podium last year, though. Dude, he's tough. He's tough as could be. Yeah. So Romero, though, that's that's an interesting. He, he looked okay against Kemmerer. He didn't want to pull the trigger. That's where he got hurt. He hurt his ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Kemmerer really like you know. Kemmerer definitely didn't put the wood to him. I don't think Kemmerer got a takedown. To be honest with you, against Romero, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I didn't get the no, chance to No, he watch didn't. He didn't. He won three to one, a stalling, escape, and a penalty point. Let us not forget Carter Starachi, Penn State. You like Starachi, huh? I love him a lot. He's good. He's real good. He is real good. Is he good enough to beat Michael Kimmerer? I don't think so. No, no, no. I think I think he could be number two though. Is he good enough to beat a guy like Michael Kimmerer? Given it, all he needs is to wrestle one match. Maybe, I wouldn't bet on it, but maybe the pedigree, the talent, the team, the coaching staff. The, the co- that's the thing. It's the, it's he'll be it's, ready. It's the fact that these that, that when is Penn State when a Penn State guy's not been ready. Right. It's easy to get hung up on his loss, first match of the year, ten to nine against Donnell Washington from Indiana. Okay, it's, you who's can, not a bad wrestler, he's not but a bad it's a head scratcher. But keep in mind, Bo Nichols' freshman year, he lost to Nate Jackson. Right. Okay, Indiana guy. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, okay. Nate Jackson's probably a little better than Donnell Washington, no offense. At that time, though. At that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what I'm saying you. is at that time, they were both freshmen, both young. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bo Nickel was the big recruit guy. Oh, he gets, he gets beat by this Indiana he, dude. Here's the problem, though. Starocki doesn't have quite the hit list from his redshirt year. Like, I'm looking at his wins. Beating Neil Richards nine to two is pretty impressive. That's about it. But that's about it. Spencer Carey, I think he was the uh, the the, the ch- champ of this weight class at the EIWAs. Okay, that's a good win. So he's got yeah. Okay, Richards and Spencer Carey those are, good are his wins. two best you're, wins. You're right. Okay, and they're not bad wins. You're right, Brandon. I I and those I are take that, it back. okay. Those were those two wins. wins against two really tough guys. And he beat Ben Harvey from Army at the Southern Scuffle. And yeah. Ben Harvey from Army at the Southern Scuffle. You're a guy that's in red shirt. You know there is a cap on your season. Okay. So the scuffle, that's, that's your jam. These guys were vying for All-American spots. And he went out, to, he beat Richards 9-2, to he beat Spencer Carey 13-5. to five. Those are impressive wins by how he won as well. He's my number two guy. I, I like him. He's I like my him number too. two guy. Richards, Carey, Ben Harvey um, from Army. Those, those are three. Fritz Sherrill, another those, redhead. Yeah. Those, <laughs> but those are three NCAA qualifier type guys that he beat last year. I wouldn't say that he beat an All-American type guy last year, but he did win with such uh, um, impre- and such impressiveness, to be honest with you, that, that I, I could see him being a number two. Um, but, but, you know, look, Labriola, you want to talk about pedigree. Dude, what is he? Is he a Nazareth guy or Easton guy? Or he, you know, he's, he, he's, he's a PA guy. Yeah, he, he's from that. He's from that D11, I think. St- I mean, he's and really Romero, tough. Four-time fucking state champ from Ohio, finally putting shit together. Romero looks good. He looks real good, and I'm. It, it he looked really good last year. It sucks we didn't get to see him against Logan Massa last night. Uh, Romero dealing with a little bit of an injury here. Because that's the one time I won't call Tom out is because he. It did seem. Yeah, like I'll, I'll he call was, him out on Heinzelman. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. I'll call him out on a bunch of. Look, you and I have never been, never been one to not call Tan Tom out. 
Damn Tom. But you got to give him a no pass reason on that one. to wrestle against Massa when when he's hurt. Because I actually like stylistically, and what do they say about styles? Styles make fights. I like stylistically Romero against Massa. Oh, Massa he, is a guy that likes to shoot from space. I think beat him up. Romero is a guy that's hard to take down. He's every bit as athletic as as Massa is. I think he would have beat Massa up, to be honest. With I you. think it would have been close. I think it would have been close. And here's the thing: it's Romero's ranked below Massa, so you can't really call it like a duck because. Romero had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? That's usually when people duck guys, though. You're ranked below a guy, but you're undefeated, so you're going to duck him so you don't have that loss going in the conference tournament. You know what I mean? It, it is dumb. I don't think that I don't think that, that was a duck. <clears throat> now, now has is, is, is Tom Ryan ducked some people before? Yeah. You got to... So Starache is my number two. Who's your number two guy? I'm curious to know because, Starachi, this, because of the weight. Um... I'd, I'll go Labriola. Go Labs? Yeah, I'm going to go Chalk here um, because Kemmer or um, Romero and Labriola have wrestled a bunch of times, and they've been close every time almost, but Romero hasn't been able to get it done. Whereas, like, last year Romero finally was able to make the turn against Skatska. So until he can make the turn against Labriola, I'm going to go Labriola. Um, Staraki is, a, is a, a supreme wild card to me. Um, and then I like. It's funny you make that comment though about Romero ahead. and Skatska because um, Labriola lost to Skatska every time they wrestled. That's last what year, I mean. Three or four it's times. So fucking strange. Um, Labriola, as a freshman, took sixth. You expect a freshman to take some lumps along the year. He did. You, we thought we we thought we would see him last year really kind of turn that corner, step it up a bit. Ten losses going in the national tournament. So it goes back to that inconsistency. That's strange. It goes back to that inconsistency. Um, and I love Labriola, but you'll take Labriola as your number two. I got Staraki. Um, give me the sleeper, bub. Um, you know, it's, you're going to laugh, but I, I, I like Jacob Oliver from Edinburgh. And maybe it's just because I really want to see Edinburgh kind of get back on track. Why would I laugh? And B, Jacob Oliver actually has is, 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 is got some good wins. He's a junior from Edinburgh. Uh, you know, he's been, he's been to the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I think that in a weight class where – you know, guys like Dustin Plott, who's actually a really good freshman, and um, Andrew McNally from Kent State are ranked in the top eight. I think that I think that uh, Jacob Oliver could really – he could be one of those guys that ends up being like fourth or fifth, and I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Wow. What really? about you? You think fourth or fifth? I mean, I think that's – I really, that's I really do. I, I like him. I like him a lot. So, expand on that comment, though, just a bit. Like, what about him makes you think that he's looking at, like, a fourth or fifth type spot? What have you seen? And I don't, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but when you said his name, I had to Google him. You don't know who Jacob Oliver is? I do now. He was, yeah, he was one of uh, Edinburgh's biggest recruits. A um, couple time national qualifier. I think that he, so let's, let's, let's talk about some of his best wins. They're not huge wins, but so. Uh, all right, you, you're, really making, you're really making me dig here. I'm sorry, man. No, you're fine. But so. You, the reason I'm asking is because you bring this name up for Edinburgh. Edinburgh, we've seen a huge drop-off since Tim Flynn left. Okay, right. So a lot of people that are listening to this, if there even are people listening to this, they're not going to know who Jacob Oliver is. And you're talking about a, a guy that you're saying fourth or fifth. Okay, so he beat like Michael Hartman from Bucknell. Okay. 11-2. Michael Hartman or Zach Hartman? Michael Hartman. Or Mitchell, excuse me. We ain't he, even talking about Zach Hartman? No, he beat Neil Richards. Okay. Who, who were you just all talking right, about? All right. 13 to 9. He beat Dean Sherry. 13, There's two Hartmans? 13 to 11, yeah. He beat Greg Harvey. Are you talking about Marcus Hartman? 
Yes, I'm sure. You said Michael Mitchell. Mitchell. I've never even heard of Mitchell. <laughs> well, well, that's what for I'm saying. For Bucknell? That's what I'm saying he beat, yeah. I thought Zach Hartman wrestled for Bucknell. He does, too. <laughs> he beat Greg Harvey. <laughs> Greg for, Harvey? For, for, Greg Harvey's good. Don't he host freaking Family Feud? <laughs> what are you talking about? All right. He, he lost to David McFadden 7-3. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I didn't put you on, <laughs> I to put you on the spot. Hold on. No, I'm good. I'm, I, I, look. He beat Ethan Smith twelve to four. Okay, there you go. Okay, all right. W- what was that? Like in eighth grade? No, you're going two, way. Two thousand nineteen. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. Um, my sleeper. I originally wanted to pick Peyton Mako as a sleeper here, but he's a pretty big name. He's a mm. pretty big name. Brother of uh, Steve. Oh, pro- I don't know. Maybe. Joking. <laughs> no. Um, I'm gonna pick a Wyoming guy and go Hayden Hastings. Oh, okay. I think Hayden Hastings has a I chance like to be a sleeper. A guy he had that, a really big win last year. Who was that against? Um, he's a couple time national qualifier. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know he, he takes his lumps throughout the year. He's got some decent wins. You know, last year I would say his only his only win quality win last year um, from a, from like a ranking standpoint would have been Marcus Coleman from Iowa State. I think he beat Brandon Womack last year as well. Um, That's good. Those are good wins. But I got to go back to 2019 when this dude, he beat Ben Harvey, who you mentioned, but he also beat Dylan Lighty at 174 that year in 2019. Um, now, Dylan Lighty was not the same person in 2019 that we saw last year in 2020. Who unfortunately didn't get the NCAA tournament because that guy was freaking on fire. He was wrestling lights out. But when you have a guy like Hayden Hastings who's been to the tournament a couple times, um, wrestled once, qualified twice, um, he's shown that he can beat – uh, guys like Devin Kane, Ben Harvey, Dylan Lighty, uh, a Marcus Coleman type, in this type of weight in this type of weight class, I like a guy like him to make some noise, maybe get on that podium. Okay, all right, one eighty four, my man, the ultimate conundrum. So Miles Amin is we just saw it up at ninety seven. Yeah, interesting, yeah. right? Very interesting, and, surprising. And what they said on the and broadcast. He didn't look big. No, what they said on the broadcast is he was walking around about two hundred three. Yeah, two hundred three, which means that he could he could definitely make eighty four. I mean, it that weight. But, but you know, his, his uh, Olympic weight is... Uh, 86, right? 86 kilos. So, um, that's... Uh, come on, give me, the, give me the kilo to uh, pound ratio. It's like 189. It's 2.2, so it's 189.2. Yeah. So, so we're talking five pounds below. Yeah, so yeah. So why cut down when you got... You know, look, the dude is ranked in the world. He's got some good wins. He's, the, he's already qualified for the Olympics. There's no reason for him to drop down and be small. You know what I mean? Build up, feel good, wrestle 97. He's still probably the favorite at 97. He's the favorite at 97, especially, I mean, your top guy And honestly, 97 is way easier well, than 84. Exactly. You know, Fuck it, right? Why cut the weight? Your top guy coming into this year at 97 was Noah Adams. He just, we just saw him take a loss. Yeah, all right? dude from Wyoming, right? Undefeated last year, uh, West Virginia. West Virginia, yeah. yeah. Undefeated. Porter Norfleet might be the dude at that weight, by the way. Anyways. At 97? Yeah. Norfleet's pretty tough. Um... But but anyway, so Amin's up there, which which kind of opens things up at eighty four. Not, not it's that funny he, you say opens things right. Up. Not that he yeah. Not that he not that Amin was even guaranteed to be the champ there. Hunter Boland had a freaking year last year, and then all you got is <laughs> then you got don't look. I'm look. I'm gonna leave a name out for a minute. Then you got Louis Dupre, who's freaking a stud, and Trent Hildley, Trent Hidley, who went like undefeated in one of those crazy um, like off season dual meets. And then, oh, Aaron Brooks. I know which name you're leaving out. That's what I'm saying, Aaron Brooks. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> we still got to mention Taylor Venz, a guy that's taken oh, third. Oh, God. Yeah, Fourth, Vince. third or fourth in this weight class before? I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's, yeah, I don't know if he's healthy. Because when he's healthy, that dude is the bomb, man. I mean, he's, he's yeah, Vince, two losses on the year. To the, probably the two toughest guys he's wrestled. Nelson Brands beat him up in the first match oh, of the year. Oh, it was him, ugly. Gassed, I mean, Nelson Brands just said, your gas tank can hey, compete with mine. It was ugly. It was, it was ugly. ugly. And then he just took a close wa- loss to, to Weiler in the Wisconsin duel. But, you know, Vince is a guy that as a freshman went out there, took fourth took as a fourth. freshman. Anybody better than Aaron down. Brooks, though? I'm sorry. I, I, I switched topics. Oh, anybody better than Aaron Brooks? Yeah. Man, it's... Can Bolin, Hidley, and Dupre keep up with Aaron Brooks? Yes. Um, I'm going to throw Dupre out. Can Bolin and Hidley keep up with Well, we've seen, Dupre, we've seen Dupre beat those guys. I understand. I, but no, I I'm listening, Hot Dog. We've seen Dupre beat those guys. Dupre, you know, we haven't seen him get on the podium, though, put it together at the tournament. Round of 12 um, as a freshman. Qualified well, last well, year, 26-5. Yeah, I mean, he would have been on the podium last year, Mike. Okay, that's a, that's a good point. Um, to me, it's a three-man race. It's such a good weight, It's, it's always a great it's weight. It's such a good weight. But, he lost the bowling last year, 8-3. to three. If you don't mind, I'm going to give you Dupre's losses from last year. Go ahead. Go help ahead. us out. Go ahead. Um, so he did lose to Chris Weiler from Lehigh, 6-2. to two. That's, that's a head-scratcher. He lost to Bolin, 8-3. He lost to Venz by fall. Lost to Zahid. And then he lost to Trent Hidley in tiebreakers. Okay, so there's Dupre. Kind of kind of funky. So let's go to Hidley um, from from last year, if you don't mind. Um, lost to Bolin. Yeah, Bolin was like kind of like the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, so he's lost to Bolin this year. And then he lost to Bolin last year. Lost to Dupre. Oh, because he lost to Dupre and lost to Zahid. Okay, let's look at Bolin. Bolin no, is my... Yeah, I, I like Bolin. Yeah, let's go to Bolin real quick. And I, Bolin was my fantasy guy last year. So yeah, Bolin so, beat Hidley this year. Bolin last year lost to Bonacorsi though. Tiebreaker one. Who's overtime. up? Who's yeah. up? And Bonacorsi, but Bonacorsi has shown that he can beat those guys yeah. when he's on. Lost to Lujan. Lost who, to Lujan. I mean, not, look, not a not a bad. I loss. think that that, that dude. Had Bolin might be the dude. Then Bolin might be the dude. Bolin and Brooks. Yeah, I, th- I think depending on seating is the finals that I want to see there. And the great thing is is. Bowen and Hidley are going to have a chance to meet each other in the ACC conference tournament, okay? For, like, the, what, the 80th time? For, like, the 80th time. I really like Bowen, and last night— Hunter Bowen's a real I good watched wrestler, him wrestle man. last night against—who um, was it? Guy from Pitt. The, um, he's uh, not a bad wrestler, I don't believe. Uh, who was it? Greg uh, Harvey. Greg Harvey. Yeah, your yeah. boy Greg Harvey. I got to watch him last night wrestle, and Bowen, dude— his pressure and hand fighting and his chain wrestling were extremely, extremely impressive. Well, that's how he beats Hidley. Exactly. Because yes. Hidley's a big underhook guy, right? And Bolin is actually Bolin, good. Yeah, and Bolin says underhook. that's fine. If you want yeah. to hand fight, let's fucking hand fight. Because I like to score from right, the hooks. Right, right. Yeah. So that's why I like Bolin. Is um, he better than Brooks? Man, Aaron Brooks is good. So, so let's let's talk about Brooks for a little bit, little bit because I feel like let's not gloss over Brooks. Let's 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 look at his hit list for a minute, and and he's got a baby hit list. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, he was a a, a red shirt. Cam Caffey, Taylor Vins, Rocky Jordan. Okay, so beside Taylor, uh, he did lose to Taylor Vins though, nine to five. He did, but then he fucked him up at the big, right? right? Nice one over Bronigle. Um, 
He's got look. We knew we know Aaron, how good Aaron Brooks is. Yeah, I think, and he, we saw him. Uh, what, what what did we see him? One of the um, we saw him in one of those. Didn't he get a big win in one of those like Rockfin events? I think that he beat like somebody like this is a made up. This is a made thing, but like somebody like a Nate Jackson or something. Maybe like maybe not Nate Jackson, but did he beat? Um, hold on, I'll, did he I'll Sammy try to Brooks it. in an open tournament like a freestyle tournament? Did he beat who? Did he beat Aaron Bro- or Sammy? Sammy, Sammy Brooks? Brooks. I don't know. Um, it, irregardless. Aaron Brooks is real, real, real good, um, and it's, it, it's a great pick to, oh, to win I, the title. He might have beaten Brett Farr. Yes, right. Yeah, I think it might have been who he beat. Who's, who's pretty damn good. Pretty good. Um, um, but I like Hunter. I like what I'm seeing out of Hunter Bowling. Right I think now. the only person that can beat Aaron Brooks. Well, that's not true. I think the only person that can beat Aaron Brooks is Bowling and maybe Hidley, because Hidley. Can get, Book Brooks is just very savvy, and Hidley can slow things down. Right, that's what I mean. Brooks really technically sound with the shots, but he likes to work off of speed. Hidley's going to get you in that hook, and Brooks can be like, "Hey, hold on, I don't want that hook." And Bolin is just like a hammer. Um, those two can beat Brooks. I'm going to take Brooks, but I like Bolin too. Those, those are uh, – oh, it's so close. Since Hunter Bolin has moved up from 174 to 184, he is about 45-3 and three since making that bump up. 12-1 um, and one in his redshirt year as a sophomore, 24-2 and two last year, looking real good, 8-0 this year, looking every bit as good, if not better, than he was last year. I like him. Um, he is my pick in this weight class. Um, again, we, we talked about earlier, um, another of those string of tough ACC guys that could possibly be champs at this tournament. Um, yeah, so a Bolin is my pick. I, yeah, when you were listing ACC champs, we forgot to list Hayden. Hayden Hidley, yeah. Yeah, because so you, yeah, you said about five of them could be it. Yeah, you ain't freaking wrong, Brandon. No, no. I mean, it's ACC is pretty tough this year. Um, but I love this weight class because – you got guys like, like Dakota, Dakota Gear, Gear. just hanging. And you, I, I can't get. Remember that? Head. Remember that run that dude went on when we thought that he shouldn't even be starter. Remember when Okie State's <laughs> they made that all was the, a crazy year. They were like Chandler, your buddy, you're done. We're going with Joe and Jacoby. We're going with the Smith brothers. Yeah, and Jacoby, and then yeah, and, oh. and they shit the bed. Chandler doesn't place, and Dakota Gear is the only one to get an All American up at one. Jacoby doesn't place. Chandler doesn't start. Did Joe place? No, Joe didn't right. place. You, Joe didn't you place. said Chandler didn't place. Chandler I, I didn't mean, wrestle. Yeah, right. right Joe right, right. didn't place. Jacoby didn't place. Dakota Gear is the only one that gets an All-American up at 197. And he had a nice little tournament. He did have a nice little tournament. What, but what, fourth? I think he was like seventh that year. Oh, you might be right. But no, but I mean, still. I mean, yeah, it come was on. seventh. It was seventh. Yeah, but he was still a solid guy, man. But he's shown he can win some matches. And I'm sorry, I can't. Until the man finishes, until he proves me otherwise, look. Taylor Vins has gone fourth. He's gone round of 12. He was a qualifier last year. Didn't get to wrestle, obviously, in the tournament. That dude beat Aaron Brooks last year. He almost beat Zahid. Yes! Brah, he did beat Zahid. That's close. I mean, so, like, I, I'm telling you, yeah. you know, he's another guy that can, he, he can beat good guys at this weight. Um, talk to me about a sleeper. So, I'm not going to go Dakota Gear because we just, we just. You we, can't pick an All-American no, as a sleeper. We just picked him. Um, brands, dog. Nelson Brands, man. Nelson Brands. Seeing a guy okay. o- over your boy Steve Harvey. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's not just the the beating of Taylor Vance. It's the win over Rocky Jordan too, who's solid. 
um, who beat um, who beat uh, the guy from Purdue, um, Max Lyon, who Max Lyon beat Nelson Brands. So it's it's kind of one of those funky, you know, funky Cole Medina's there. But uh, I, I, dude, it's just the name. I like it. I'm going Brands. That dude, he looks bigger this year. Well, I think he's had time to grow. Yeah. They let him, they said, look, he, he you're not going to be at 65. You're not going to be at 74. You're not making 57. No. Get up there. Get big. Yeah, he, he looks like a, he looks bigger this year. He's not a huge 84-pounder because those boys are big. But he's, he's, he's got enough on his, on his plate there. But it, it shows the improvement and the work he's done because last year it was Acid was the guy. Assad. Abe Assad was the guy at 84. Where's that guy at? I, I don't know. He's sitting behind Nelson Brands. Because remember, Wilkie was supposed to be the guy. How about remember that conundrum? Man, it really sucks to be one of these Iowa or Penn State teams where you're just like 48 deep. Remember when at, remember when Wilkie multiple time round of 12 guy mm-hmm. got replaced by Acid or Assad? It's Assad mm-hmm. got replaced by Assad, and we didn't know who was going to be the guy. Ugh. All right, but what about you, man? Oh man, it's it's tough to pick a sleeper in this weight class. Um, I'm going to show the Mac a little love, man. Britt Wilson, Northern Illinois. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, 21-3 last year. Two-time national qualifier, 25-7, 21-3. He's 10-1 this year. Um, I really this year. like this pick, He's got. He took a loss recently to uh, Parker Kekison, Kekison or whatever from Northern Iowa, who's undefeated in his own right. Um, doesn't really have, like, the marquee win this year. Um, but last year, you know, he, he had wins over Dylan uh, Wisman. He had wins over uh, Corey Hazel. Both guys are pretty freaking tough. Um I like him coming from a small school. Yeah, I think, it's fun. I think it's fun to like kind of focus yeah. on those guys. Coming yeah. from a small school, I think this is a great year for it. Um, I think this dude can make a little noise, man. Get on that podium. I think we're going to – and to that point, I think we're going to see some funky NCAA results this year. Bro. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm all here for it. I hope we see dudes with – I want to see a dude with losing record qualify in, in, in place. What's-his-face did from Eastern Michigan who then transferred to e- ODU and they dropped both the programs? Remember the Siberian. Yeah, Perry. Siberian Perry. Yeah. He's, I think he's the last one that did it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Losing record. AA. I love those. I love those because that's the, that, that, that is just the, the definition of what this sport is about. It's just grinding and continuing to move forward and, you know, getting hot at the right time. God, I love it. Who doesn't love a Sidarian Perry freaking story? People were on their feet at that NCAA tournament cheering him on. God, I get fired up over that shit. I like it. Right, One ninety-seven, man. Colin Moore, I'm taking him. Oh, <laughs> fuck you if you got, if I'm not allowed to take him. <laughs> You'll take him. You take him. Uh, uh, I'd like to place a little wager on you with you then. Um, One ninety-seven, man. It's been down the last couple of years. You going ball sack? But it just got interesting, like we talked about earlier. Miles Amin, One ninety-seven. Okay, Noah Adams just took a loss. The the real question is who's going to be number two at this weight prior to Miles Amin jumping up. I, Nino Bonacorsi was my man at this weight class. I legitimately thought Nino Bonacorsi was going to He's prevail. got a funky loss, doesn't he? But Nino? Yeah, let's, let's check him out real quick. He does, he does. He's got a, he's got a funky loss. This year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, don't worry yeah, about he, it. Isaac Trumbull from NC State. Trumbull's That's tough. Right. Trumbull, yeah, Trumbull's, Trumbull's tough. tough. Trumbull's tough on top. <clears throat> but look at the history of Bonacorsi and then who he's beaten. Hunter Bowen. Okay. Yeah. Emory Parker. Mm-hmm. Nick Renan. Okay, I'm listening. Those are some pretty good ones right there. 
Chip Ness. Chip. He beat Chip. He beat Chip Ness. Chip Ness was a two-time All-American. Back when he Chip was Chip Ness was a two-time All-American. <laughs> Seriously, he was. That's the the whitest name in college. Remember when wrestling. he remember when he put Shakur down? He he got he hit Shakur in that uh no control takedown for uh for two and then four. Oh God! At the NCAA, yeah. Remember that. And we're all like, oh, yeah, Shakur. Chip Ness was the shit, man. Good. But anyway, can we talk about Chip Ness a little bit more? No. no. Um, Corsi pre- prior to this, even with my respective Noah Adams before Amin jumps up, was my pick to win this week. But you loved Noah Adams last year. Can you get him on your fantasy? Don't, don't hate. You loved him. I mean, he was undefeated, Ben. He's, he's a stud. He was undefeated. He's, he, would, he probably would have been the, the finalist. And you know what? Oppo Collin. He's still, and he's every bit in the discussion to be a finalist this year. And I'm picking him to win it. If Miles Amin oh, no. doesn't I get his. Oh, no. I forgot about Amin. It, yeah. What, what we saw, we didn't see like the true Miles Amin last night. Cardio looked a little sus. What did you see? His hand, his hand is taped to his yeah. freaking. His, his, his thumb is taped to his freaking hand. He, his thumb must be broken because his, it, literally he doesn't, he doesn't have an appendage there. Right. And, and keep in mind, again, we're talking about Miles Amin. We talk him up like he's like a multiple-time national champ. He's dude. He's a couple-time All-American. Couple-time All-American. What is he? Four-four-three. Four-four-three. So that's, that's it's, 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 no, but we're talking about it being a shoe-in, basically. Um, uh, if he's healthy, it is. If he if he's healthy, if he's not, he's up two weights. He's up two weights though. You know what I mean? That that makes a difference. That's what I'm talking. Exactly. That's the point I'm making, Ben. Here. So and, and Noah Adams. Noah Adams has great wins too. Now Nino's up a weight. You know Nino, Nino used to battle it out with those other guys, so Nino's up a weight too. Um, so who is your pick? I mean, yeah, I mean is my pick. I think that, I think I think it's you know it, it's hard not to pick a mean here. Jacob Warner, he he's he's been on the podium. He, yeah, seventh. Um, beat the shit out of Chase Singletary. Well, beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you really want to talk about a house <laughs> lineup right now? Um, there's another guy, too, that I think often gets overlooked with some of these big names, and that's Eric, Eric Schultz, Schultz from yeah. Nebraska. Um, I think he, he had, was one of the only guys to give Colin Moore fits. Always gave Colin Moore fits. Always. We're talking like overtime. Oh, he's a big, strong dude. I remember when they wrestled at the Cliff Keen like three years ago after Colin took fourth uh, or third. No, fourth. He lost to far. Bro, let's talk about Eric Schultz's hit list real quick. Yeah. Just this year alone, Cam Caffey, Lucas Davis, and Jacob Warner. All right? Let's talk That's last a hit year. List. Let's go last year. Shakur Rashid, Shakur Rashid, Jacob Warner, Greg Bolsack. Let's go 2019, Christian Brunner. Man. All right, Warner might be the okay. dude. Okay. Warner might be the dude. This is Schultz. Or Schultz. Schultz, not Warner. Yeah, Schultz. Yeah. Wins over J.I.L.O. Um, he always fought Colin Moore tough. Dude. Bo Nickel beat him eight to six. Yeah. All right. I like Schultz. I like Schultz. I think Schultz, Schultz could Schultz on his best day could give Amin a match. Based on what I saw last night against freaking uh Hoffman, Gavin Hoffman. Right, right. Depending on what what, what Amin do we get. Yeah. What, what what you mean are we getting? Yeah. Um we would be it would be irresponsible as to pick against Amin at this point in time. It'd be right. irresponsible. And ba- basically rude. Yeah. No, I mean Amin is the guy, but but we don't have the, we don't have a lot of data points here. You know, we just saw him for the first time. Yeah, I'm your sleeper. Um, man, Ferrari, dude, right? Is that even a sleeper? 
I hate to say it. I, I, I just don't like the dude. I just don't like the guy. He's weird, right? Dude, he's... I mean, I could have gone Aiello or Rocky Elam, who are also very good. Didn't he, like, spout off at the mouth at, like, Jordan Burroughs with some tweet this summer? A little bit about Burroughs, but mainly he goes after Gable Stevenson. Or Stevenson. 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 Yeah. Stevenson. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, dude's tough. Freshman. I mean, he's never been on the podium before. Never been a national qualifier. I, he could win it. He He could really win it. He really could win it, man. He's I, pretty good. I hate to say he it. He is so good. I just don't like the dude, man. So, no, it's not a sleeper. That's not a sleeper. He could win it. <laughs> All right, then fine. Rocky no. Elam from Missouri. I like Rocky Elam from Missouri, too. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I think a What good... about you? Oh, a sleeper. Man. Um, I don't know if... Cordell Norfleet, Arizona State. Oh, a sleeper here, huh? I mean, what's he ranked? Third. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, man. Dude's never been on the podium. Okay, it's a, it's a weird year. He qualified as a freshman, 12 and 13 record. Yeah, my sleeper Spencer Lee, too. <laughs> shut, man, get the, shut up. Um, no, I like Cordell Norfleet. I think he's, he's beaten Woodley this here. year. Yep. I mean, yeah. Is, is that really a great win anymore, though? Yeah, I think it is. Jake Woodley? Is that really a great win still? I don't, th- I don't think it's a bad win. Um, you know, last year, he had some good wins last year, pinned Nathan Traxler uh, at the Pac-12s. Um, and beat him also at uh, the duel. Yeah, so uh, I, Norfleet's a guy that took 13 losses as a, as a true freshman, um, but he still qualified for the tournament, 5-0 and this year. Does he deserve a number three ranking at this point in time? I mean, I think it's just the depth it's, of the way. It's weight, the depth you know? of the but Without, and I mean, it wasn't it means not there either. You know, so he'd really be number four, right? Um, you know, when you look at quality matches that he's had in the past, I mean, really his best wins are Jake Woodley and Greg Bolson. What about Tanner Sloan? Remember that dude that just went ham at Midlands a couple years ago? Who did he get on top and turn? He got on top of Jake Warner and just turned yeah, it, and turned just, him like a, just beat him like he turned him like a top dude. Um, national qualify last year, twenty one and six. This year he's thirteen and zero. I mean, he doesn't have, like I said, this year it's hard because, like, who's his win? Jake Woodley. You know what I mean? Like, it just, there hasn't been quite the, people have been wrestling inside their conference so much, you haven't seen a ton. The, nobody went to Cliff Keen, nobody went to all that stuff. But, you know, Tanner Sloan, I mean, he he's had a really, I mean, a really decent, I mean, he beat Traxler last year as well. Um, hey, what can we expect from a guy like Michael Beard? That's a great question. Um He's been up and down in terms – like, last year he was kind of up and down. Um, well, he didn't start last year. No, I meant in, in his red shirt. Yeah, so, I mean, he's had two – what? He gray-shirted, he red-shirted. Last year in red shirt, he still had some, some success um, beating, you know, Dakota Gear. That was a good win. Beat Nick Renan. That was a good win. Um, now, obviously – you know which version of Nick Reno wasn't Nick Reno didn't look right. at all last year. But the Dakota Weir, Dakota Gear win at the scuffle was pretty good. Um, he lost the he lost the ball sick 
and he lost to Traxler. And Laird, and, who's and Laird. now up at heavy for right. Yeah, and Laird's okay. not bad either. No, so. no, he's definitely not bad. Um, um, I think that he's definitely – I think you could probably see him four, five, six this year. I mean, I, think, I feel like that's, that would be his Kind peak. of a ceiling? Yeah, and his ceiling. The, and at the same ceiling. time, we could also see him not even, not, not even place. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like Tanner Sloan versus uh, Baird would be a toss-up to me. You know what I mean? All right. Right on. I think that's a fair point. Um, 285. This is an exciting weight class. It's exciting. Um, some of the excitement has been toned down a bit with the Kirklia injury. But with that said, what's we going also, on with that? I don't have a clue. With that said, well, he's hurt right now. I don't right. know what's happening there. Neville's has stepped into the lineup and is wrestling. But at that same time, we saw some of the excitement come back when Jordan Wood decided to forego the Olympic red shirt and jump back in, throw his name back in the hat as well. Um, this heavyweight this year, as it has been in the past couple of years, is as deep as any other weight class in the country. It might be the deepest weight class in the country. I do love when there's a good heavyweight. So <laughs> I think that it's definitely a two-man race. A lot of people would say it's a one-man race, but I, I don't believe that. I think that Mason Paris has a chance to beat Gable Stevenson. Stevenson. So when they wrestled in some of those, uh, uh, you know, outside uh, outside uh, the season matches, Stevenson beat Gwiz. I think Paris beat Gwiz, but also Gwiz beat Paris maybe. Um, there was a number of different things going on there. That's freestyle. Um, Paris is certainly game enough from a both an athletic standpoint and a technical standpoint to go with Gable. But Gable technically is just he, – he might be just too superior. It, it, it's, it's very hard for me to pick against anybody but Gable right now, especially because he's saying that he's not going to come back next year. He wants that title, and he's going to finish it out. I mean, I can't fault you for, for not picking against Gable. The, the, Gable has shown that he can pick anybody not named Cassiope. I'm sorry, not, I mean, not Cassiope, but uh, Kassar. Oh, Kassar, yeah, yeah. Kassar, yeah. Uh, you know. Right. But he also, it, he's also shown that if he thinks he can punk you, he's going to beat you. But if he doesn't think he can punk you, like Kassar. But I think that was the old, I think that was the, that the old, old Is that the old Gable? Yeah. Um. I love Mason Paris. I'm not sure there's a wrestler what who has that? improved more since he came in as a freshman, competing against the the best in the country to where he is now. Um, we're talking about a guy that is, you know, he took losses to Chase Singletary, you know, at one point in time, right? His his freshman year, okay, um, still qualified, didn't get on the podium. I think there was the big who was the he- Iowa he- Bobby. Sam Stoll. Sam Stoll. Sam Stoll's yeah. knee. Yeah, Sam Stoll. Sam you Stoll's know, knee, that, that baby. Match that just was just ugly. He drew Sam Stoll first round. How right. terrible that is. Um, but I do love Mason Paris. He, he did show kind of. I know the match wasn't as close as the score was last year when he lost to Gable in the Big Ten uh, finals. I think it was eight to six. But he but he did close the gap a little bit there. Um, it's, I'm gonna, it's them too. Dude, not, not so fast, my friend. Okay, I think it. Yes, you think I, I'm? I'm expecting Kirkliet not to go. I'm not even talking Kirkliet. Um, you've got a few undefeated guys in this weight class: Matt Stencil, Mason Paris, Gable Stevenson. 
Matt Stencil is pretty tough. He's beaten Paris in the past. Mm-hmm. Paris has also beaten him. Um, Jordan Wood as well. I know Jordan Wood. He, you know he just came, literally just came back four and one. Just took a loss to uh, Ethan Laird. Okay, Riders heavyweight. But Jordan Wood has finished fourth in the country. He's also like a junior world silver medalist. You know, I, I think Jordan Wood has a better chance at beating a guy like Mason Paris than he does against Gable. So. I think Mason has a chance against Gable, but he's got to not get tripped up along the way. Does that make sense? Yes. Gable, I feel more confident to run the gamut, the gauntlet, and not get tripped up, dominate his way yes. into the finals. But I do think Mason has a chance in that in that single match. Paris can't get tripped up, and there's guys that can trip him up. Well, yeah, none other than Trent Hilger, who's having just like a strange year. Too it's in- weird, dude. Hilger was like. He's a big guy that can just ride. Rides. Yeah, he took as a freshman, redshirt freshman. He took eighth last year. He probably would have improved on that. Mm-hmm. He this year he's lost to Christian Lance in sudden victory and Luke Luffman. Nebraska is that Nebraska? Guy? Yeah, he lost to Nebraska and then Luffman from Illinois. That is just it's random. It's weird. To it's me. weird. It's strange, but you know he's a guy that can put it together and win big matches at the tournament. Uh, yeah, he he finished eighth. Like I said, eighth as a freshman. And then last year he was twenty three and six in a really tough heavyweight weight class. He's one of those guys that look. He can't beat Gable. I don't think he can beat Paris, but I think that he's he could easily finish third. And he's ranked, I don't even know, like twelfth right now. There's a dude right now that is having a phenomenal year. Who's had been who's had some big wins, a couple time national qualifier. He's ten and zero. Gannon Grimmel. Grandma from Iowa, Iowa State. State, yeah. Okay, um, you know his his best one on the year was was Zach Elam. Beat him up. All right, sure. Elam's tough heavyweight. Elam's from Missouri. good heavyweight. Yeah. Him and Singletary, Paris, all those guys, Stencil. They all went back back and forth their freshman years. Um, Gannon's got you know last year he he had wins over Carter Isley, who's undefeated this year. Um, he's beaten. Brian Andrews, Wyoming, tough kid. He beat the tough heavyweight from Harvard. I can't even pronounce his name. I'm not even going to. Yeah. Um, here's a guy. That guy was good, by the way. It, it was good. But here's a guy. He would have wrestled this year, right? Yeah. Had the, had the Ivy's not set out. Um, I think Gannon Grimmel can, can, can make some noise in this weight as well. He'll be an All-American. I'd love to see him and Paris wrestle. I think that would be a really fun mm. match to watch. Never thought about that. Um, just stylistically. But I guess at the end of the day, I will... I think yeah, you're Gables. Right. Gable I mean, and Paris. Gable's the guy, right? But I mean, I think I, I'm taking Gable. I'm taking Paris. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Just like Gable wants that that title, I think Paris wants one last shot at Gable. Okay. But the great thing is, we might get to see it happen a couple of times. We going to? I tell you, who's not going to be my sleeper? Tate Orndorff. Jesus, is it time to put Gas and Gary back in? Oh, he's four and four on the year. He lost four matches total last year. Did they send us the wrong Orndorff brother? <laughs> they, 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 sent us the little one. Yeah. they sent us the little one, didn't they? Yeah. I, I don't really know if I even have a sleeper here. Maybe Zach Elam, which is not really a sleeper. Um, I don't know. Do you have somebody that you really want to talk about? Outside of, Brandon Metz ain't bad. Outside of Grimmel, um, and it's hard to call him a sleeper, Christian Lance, maybe... I just saw that Nathan Traxler's at heavyweight. He is. <laughs> that guy just don't give a fuck, apparently. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to finish up my degree at Star- or Stanford and just finish it out. What about... Oh. Dude, dude. Give me, give me somebody. Are we sleeping on Colton Schultz? Oh. Are we sleeping okay. on Schultz? Okay. 
Well, he's undefeated this year. 8-0. First year starting. Redshirt freshman. Yes, we're sleeping on him. You don't think he's got a chance? No, God, to no. Do, to make noise. Against Gable? No, he's no got a, to make noise. We're talking about sleepers. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah no. He, he'll All-American this year, I think. And is it really a sleeper? Well, in terms of rankings, yes. He's outside the All-American rankings. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I, I, and I'm sure give a lot. Give me Colton Schultz sure to make of, some noise. Yeah, a lot give, of people know Give me know Colton who Schultz to make some noise sure. as a sleeper. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Now that finally, what's his face, has graduated after 45 years. Tanner Hall? Yeah. Yeah, we... <laughs> Yeah, um, I like that. So I like, yeah, good. I'm excited good. to see what he can do. Yeah. And I'll, go right. Trent, I'll go Trent Hilger. Oh, yeah, great sleeper pick, man. Great sleeper pick. Um, all right, How so about this, man? It's been fun. Been fun to get back on the mic. That's I'm like exhausted. Kind of a, you know, a, a, a layman's rundown of the all 10 weight classes. Uh, we're going to get to see how, uh, how things play out here soon, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, Brandon and I talked about this, and we're like, what can we do to kind of bring it back? You know, we could have done a number of different things. We could have talked about, like, Stuff that was going on outside of wrestling that's wrestling related. We could have talked about the latest duels, which, you know, we're going to end up doing. I think I want to keep, you know, start doing that. But we've not put our picks, picks on wax yet. And, you know, I, what, what better way to start the podcast back than to, you know, talk about the weight classes. So I, I really enjoyed it, Brandon. Thank you. For, for doing this. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, dude. I'm glad we decided to get back on this. We're going to make it a routine thing, a regular thing. I'm pumped. It's about to be. Big Ten Weekend. Now we got a few weeks, but anyway, I'm excited, man. That's all I got. You got anything else? No. You know what I got to hear, though. You know what I got to hear. All right. Episode number 117 is in the books. Thank you all for listening. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.